0: Town Council regular meeting for Monday, February twelfth, twenty eighteen. Uh, let the record show that it's thirty seconds after five o'clock. In the and so you can round that up to five, or okay. round it down to five. Um. So we have uh, the adoption of the agenda. So. Uh, uh, Mr. Parker, um, are there any
1: additions? There is, Your Worship. It's an RFD for uh, enabling motion for uh, the Great Cup, uh, seeing the Great Cup itself in Peace River. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. there
1: cool. I think we'll have that it uploaded. It'll be uploaded on the. Momentarily. Uh, Momentarily. And then, one deletion, we're going to pull the budget. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. going to bring the budget book itself um,
0: when it's ready. Fine, Oh, sorry, that would be it'll be under new business when we'll I get number 12. And so, uh, uh the um, budget isn't uh, properly ready, and so it, that'll be uh, so on that'll be deleted, and so that will take out everything under unfinished business. Boy, we're we're moving along here it's a big agenda somewhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh adoption of minutes. The minutes of January twenty second, twenty eighteen are uh available and counselors should have read through that to see if there's any if they be wanna move the agenda your worship is it's amended. Okay, uh and that'll go from Colin Needham. or in favor okay and now we'll go to the adoption of minutes have counselors had an opportunity to see if they have been slandered or otherwise (laughs) otherwise maligned in the uh, last set of council meetings and if not you probably want to put forward nothing i didn't deserve (laughs) okay all in in favor Do we have any public hearings Mr. Parker <coughs> we have none Your worship that takes us to presentations um i understand St- St- stars air ambulance is not here yet probably being uh held up by red lights so we will now ask for uh red flags to uh, please approach the speaker's table and uh, and, uh, we're delighted to have you here and to hear about your red light camera services. <coughs> it seems you have delayed, starts <laughs> out.
3: Great start. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Red light presenter has a presentation that Ruth could email me. I
0: would certainly look at it, but if not, that's fine. I thought it was on the agenda. It is attached to the agenda, to the new one. Is it? Perhaps. I like don't. You don't. You don't get fiber optic out there in Hawaii. No, not not not, not as good as Telus fiber optic. Mm-hmm. I can tell you. That's the Alberta advantage.
3: I'm good. To carry on okay Uh, hello good evening um so i'm going to be speaking about redflex just to give you guys a brief introduction redflex is a photo enforcement company we do uh, red lights speed a lot of other programs that i'll touch upon um we have been around for about 25 years we're one of the largest companies that provides photo enforcement worldwide in north america we print about four million tickets per month so we've been doing it for a long time and we do it well um, in Canada, we currently have programs with ICBC, so that's a province of British Columbia, and with Calgary Police.
0: I don't mean to interrupt you, but just so that we can put a name to all those red tickets, oh, mm-hmm. red light tickets that we get, can you uh, just mention your name?
3: Yes, my apologies. My name is Ignis Loader. Um, I'm based in Calgary, Alberta, and I head up sales for the Canadian Marketplace. So moving on to the first slide the reason why we do what we do is overall safety um, this is um, projection of implementing a program and community zones this is speeding and basically in maryland high population we lowered the uh, number of overall violations of speeding from seven percent in july 2010 to below one percent in july 2015. So we went from about 20,000 violations to below 100. So we definitely know our cameras and our programs work and we do um, increase safety in communities that implement our programs. And overall, um, this is American statistics, but you can see that in programs and populations from uh, Toolton, Oregon and, we, and Maryland safe zones, we can de- decrease overall violations from anywhere 23% to 80%. We do have several multiple deployment options. So we do have fixed options. Um, when I was driving in here, I passed some intersections. We do have fixed options where it's one, um, uh, one site where we put a camera, radar, uh, LED lights, highlight, uh, infrared lights into one pole. And this way we can monitor red light violations, illegal left hand uh speeding through intersections. And we do have a short term enforcement which is basically our halo technology that's actually portable. Now in Alberta, you cannot have a mobile unit without having a peace officer present, but we are going to be implementing this in Ontario uh, once they pass the legislation. So this is our single pole technology. Um, no one else has this type of technology. Everyone else has one kind of unit and then across the street they have a light or a radar or a big flash. We've incorporated everything into this one unit. And then we also have mobile speed enforcement. Basically we have about 20 of these units in Calgary right now and this is just basically having a peace officer and a radar and video technology in a car and through this vehicle we can monitor speed violations. We also have handheld speed enforcement, which is basically like a handheld gun. Um, and a peace officer or a police officer um, uses this radar gun. And within this gun is video equipment. So uh, once a violation occurs, it's actually recording the incident. So it's still its photo enforcement. The peace officer or police officer does not need to exit the car to hand a ticket. We also have what is called student guardian. And this is a camera, a video camera on the side of a school bus, so as soon as a stop arm comes out, um, we are recording any violations. So any car that passes a stopped school bus, we can actually hand out a ticket for that as well. Um, And the reason why we are the best at what we do is because of our algorithm. So not only do we have um, the capability to stop speeding, stop people going past red lights, Um, We also can collect data. So this is specifically with our fixed system. We have what is called an automated license plate recognition. So we can tell you traffic counts. We have a whitelist and a blacklist. So if the police wants to find a stolen vehicle, we're taking data on every single car that's passing this um, photo enforcement technology. And as you can see, the reason why it increases safety is that we are giving a ticket to everyone who is passing us a, a red light or zooming through a red light or speeding through an intersection. And we do this because everyone who is actually creating or actually speeding, we are making sure that they get a ticket. So as you can see in this image, the one on the left is a basic out of the box, what our competition uses, and the one on the right is ours. So we are collecting data on every single vehicle in that image and also the two vehicles that are in the intersection were capable of giving them a ticket normally what happens with our competition if there's two vehicles in an intersection they toss it out because they cannot take it to court and say this vehicle was going at this speed and this vehicle is in lane one which we can do with our technology so this is moving on to the next slide is concurrent violations we did studies and pilot projects and we can say that Um, Vehicle one, two, and three were all speeding. Their exact speed was, and on the ticket, and in the little bar on top of the screen, you can see which lane it was. And you can see that at 20.12 seconds, lane one was going X speed, lane two was going X speed. So we can differentiate between each car. And we do this by secondary speed verification. So what that means is within our one unit, we have six cameras we have a radar and we have an LED flash. So basically we're taking a picture of the exact same car. We're doing a time over distance calculation and the radar is telling us that this car is going 50 kilometers an hour and our time over distance is telling us we're going 51 kilometers an hour. So we definitely know that this is the car that's speeding and we're not giving a ticket to the parked car behind the the white truck in the picture.
0: I feel like I'm back in physics class.
3: And if I'm too technical, I can no, definitely no, speed through it. Um, but so actually, the technical portion is over, um, and the next image. Okay. This is another test site example because we're we absolutely know with 100 percent certainty that this is the speed that this car was going. This is the lane that that car was going. It doesn't deter from how amazing the pictures are um we can see a scene shot so we can see if the light is red green amber whatever it is and we can actually zoom in on the license plate and we can get a crisp image of the scene and we can get a crisp image of the license plate shot and with this um with this one unit we can do red light speed right on red stopped over pedestrian crossing you name it we can do it And with Canada, the fact that it's minus 30 or it was this morning, what we do is we actually put heaters inside our equipment so it never freezes. So it's always working, there's absolutely no downtime. Um, In the future, if legislation does allow, this vehicle or this uh, technology is capable of doing facial recognition as well, which is important for distracted driving. Um, They currently do it, they don't implement tickets in California, but they have driver recognition. So we actually take pictures of drivers in California, which is how we give out tickets in the state in California. But should uh, legislation go that way, we have that capability right now. So what's fantastic about this one unit, if you guys just want to implement red lights, we're capable of doing that. If in the future you want to do speeding and red lights, there's no additional cost. It's basically just switch, switch in the back end that is capable of doing everything. And if you guys want to do traffic counts or if you guys want to kind of incorporate this with the RCMP or with the local police, we can create lists and data. So if you guys are looking for a missing vehicle, we're sending that to the police. And this is what it looks like from the back end. Um, this is, uh, we can do anything from selling the technology, leasing the technology, or doing a whole turnkey solution. So once the incident happens, it's encrypted and then sent into our data, tra- or data servers. Um, we then go through what is called a three-tier processing. So we have individuals sitting and making sure that a ticket is happening, that the license plate is crisp, that everything um, lines up before sending it to the police for authorization. Once that happens, it basically takes about 10 seconds. It can be done from a phone, it can be done from a laptop, it can be done from their car. They're taking a look at a 12 second video and saying, yes, this is a violation. And then we get that back and we print and mail it. Um, yes. I'm sorry for the interruptions. No. We,
5: we had this here once before. Yes. Um, we did speed and rolling saw. Yes. Uh, my question is, is in, in your processing, from the time of the incident, to the time of your processing, to the time the, the violation is received in the mail, what time frame is that?
3: Um, it, it, it depends. It really it, normally what we do is one to two days before a, a violation is mailed out. So one to two days, but that also um, everything is live. So if we are processing the violation and we're sending it to an RCMP or municipal police officer, if they're doing it right away, we can have it back to us and mailed by the end of the day. We can do a very quick turnaround, but normally we see anywhere between one and two
5: days. So the comment that I would have then is like, like I say, we had this before. Mm -hmm. Um, We had the rolling stock Mm -hmm. technology, it was done on video. Uh, The biggest complaint that I heard was okay i broke the law. i got a ticket Mm -hmm. but uh we were told back in that time that their their processing time was fairly quick too Mm -hmm. but yet i've talked to citizens in in the town that i've got a rolling stock ticket at the same intersection one day and then three days later they get another one Mm -hmm. so do you have any any plans to allow somebody breaks that that rolling stop mm-hmm. do they have time to correct their action prior to getting a second ticket or a third ticket mm-hmm. and we can work with municipalities there are so many different things that our system
3: and, and we are capable of doing that even if you guys want to implement rolling stops again we can do that we can send out a warning ticket once that warning ticket um, is received then we can start doing actual tickets or if you guys don't want us to send out tickets within two, three days, so there's not enough time to correct actions, we can actually pull that information and give a leniency period of five days. Um, and we can work with the town. The great thing about Redflex is that we develop our own technology. We develop our own programs. We're not buying stuff that's off the shelf where we have no control of the technology. We can actually go in and configure it to exactly what you guys want. And we're the only company that does that. Is that going to answer your question
5: yeah and it's i'm getting into that corrective like allowing the citizen to correct their action from hmm. from the the traffic violation that they right. made and if you're mailing out a ticket and i understand that you're relying on the mail service mm-hmm. and whatever that service is here so um there again when a person has that violation mm-hmm. this let's say on a monday and does the same violation on a thursday and the same in in the same intersection mm-hmm. they're again they're getting two tickets or possibly three tickets right. prior to them even getting notice that they are making a, or having a violation and they don't have time to correct their act.
3: right and if that happens we can have with our alpr system we can not have a ding saying this is you know this vehicle was caught three times in one week and if you guys want to work with us to implement a program where we don't want this happening we won't have that happen we wanna work with the municipality so it's your program, and it's run the way that you guys want it to be run. Thank you. Um, And then moving on to citation processing, this is a slide of what the RCMP, peace officers, or municipal police will be seeing. Um, What we do is we capture a 12-second video of the violation occurring, and then we have three images. Um, One, for example, red light, one prior to the stop line, one after the stop line, and then a close-up of the license plate. And again, this is just another screen of what the RCMP is seeing. Um, We've done this, we we have gone through the queue and to just kind of make sure that every violation is being processed, it takes no longer than 10 seconds. And for example, if there is a violation that has not been done during that day, we can have a program that dings the RCMP officer or dings us to let us know that um, this needs to be seen and authorized within 24 hours. We definitely don't want violations occurring and then not being looked at and sent out for let's say three weeks. And that again, our rules and guidelines that we work with municipalities, that there is no violation that is older than a week, for example. Um, So that's something that we're capable of doing. And the next scene is basically reporting. So we wanna be as transparent as possible. We will be giving whoever's in charge of the program dismissal reports, incident lookup reports, customer management reports. So you can see which intersections are um, the worst. Is, is the problem getting better? Is the problem getting worse? What's happening? Um, the top 100 offenders, these are ad hoc reports that we can create for specifically for your needs. And sometimes government officials do want to see traffic counts and when is for out-of-province um, out license plates. Anything you guys want, we're capable of creating. And of course, we're gonna be showing you guys aging reports. And how many tickets we're throwing out we are again the only company that's capable of doing we're not tossing violations that are happening in an intersection because there's two cars in that intersection we want to be very transparent and we want to show you guys exactly what's been pushed ahead and what's been dismissed And then this is just a price comparison. I have met with Mr. Parker before, so I do know that you guys used to have a program with Global. Uh, Global has been operating within Alberta for a very long time without having any competition. And because of that, they took a very big chunk of the proceeds. Um, We don't want to do that. Basically, what happens? We have a lot of different pricing models. If you guys want to purchase a program and purchase the software, we can do that. We've done that specifically with Calgary. They purchase the the technology, they purchase the software, they do their own processing, and we just have a service contract where we have a technician who's maintaining the technology. We also have a full turnkey program where there is absolutely no cost to the city whatsoever, and we take 45% of the tickets. So as you can see in front of you, Alberta normally takes around 15%, the city takes 55 and red flags takes 45. So for a red light violation, let's say the ticket is about $388, you're saving $49.47 of what Global used to take. In a year period, you're saving 890,000 that could be going towards programs that you guys, safety initiatives, whatever you guys wanna do with the proceeds. And that's it for Redflex. Do you guys have any questions? Questions? Well, uh, what, what communities are you in right now? Within Alberta? Yeah, yeah. Um, So we're not in any communities yet in Alberta. We haven't actually been on any RFPs. Prior to me coming on board is a year and a half ago. We didn't really have any kind of um, people on the ground within Alberta. So now we have the technology that we're capable of providing one car or one fixed unit to a town whereas before we weren't um so right now we're in the talks with leduc we're in the talks with stony plain um, and there are some other communities that we're going to be working with in the near future but right now not any so
0: the uh, red light pole mm-hmm. that's a capital cost item so or you would expect the community to pay for that capital cost up front or?
3: No. Okay. Um, no. There's, there needs, if the way that we do pricing is whatever best suits the community. There's no upfront costs. There's no upfront cost to the community. We can actually take proceeds from, um, from, the, rep, uh, from the tickets so we can have and what we have in the states is basically um we take x amount until our technology is paid off and then we can do a processing fee for every ticket that we send out um and we can do it that way it's really like a chinese menu of what works best for you we're capable of doing because this is our technology we do create it these are our programs
0: how much would a red red pool light cost?
3: Um, the the latest and greatest, which is the Halo, it's around sixty thousand.
0: the Halo is one where you have to have a peace officer.
3: No, the Halo is the fixed one. Oh, okay, sorry. So um in Alberta legislation stipulates that uh, fixed halo, a fixed unit technology uh, for photo enforcement can only be installed at an intersection. Um but So it can't be on the highway, just monitoring speed. It can only be at an intersection. And at this intersection, we can do red light violations and speed violations. Um, A mobile unit, so a peace officer in a car, they can be monitoring speed anywhere on the roads.
6: What's the smallest town in Canada? I guess you said you were in BC, Mm -hmm, right? And smallest town in Canada that you have business with.
3: Population population wise, well, we have the province of British Columbia. Um, So we have our cameras uh, in—I don't even know Mm -hmm. the names, but it's around the province. So basically, we have about 200 cameras all throughout the province of British Columbia, and we don't really do it by town. It's—it's an insurance company that monitors the program, so we do it kind of clumped together. Yes. This
4: question from uh, telephone line mr mayor
0: okay
4: uh on the on the split uh you noted there i'm looking at the slide global is 60 and red flex is is 45 so the the mayor asked a question about the capital mm-hmm. investment and then the presenter went on to describe a a floating uh monthly charge to pay this off i guess so this 45 percent which Which model does that represent? Does that represent the model where the municipality is paying a percentage of the capital or is this just the percentage uh, uh, with with no capital
3: investment or is there a capital investment? I'm a little confused. The the, the slide that you're looking at is no capital. There's no upfront cost. um, And we are getting the 45% only when a ticket is paid. So if a ticket is not paid, we're not collecting a revenue um once the violation is paid that is the only time that we are taking um any kind of monies okay well,
0: what, about Thank about, you. what about roundabouts do you do you have technology to make sure not yet, yet for roundabouts <laughs> not yet no <laughs> following the rules of the road go on you have a question yes. my question was uh, nbc that would be icbc that's doing it so yes That's a
3: Provincial program, not an industrial in any respect. It is
5: Provincial, yes. One more question. Mm -hmm. One of your slides there showed a picture of of the HALO unit. Mm -hmm. So, how high are these things off the ground? Are they like stop sign? Um,
3: they're like stop sign. And the reason why they're so high is because even if there's tailgating, we can see every single license plate. So they're like a stop sign. I don't know the actual measurements, but they are relatively tall.
5: Oh, okay. So it's my question would be towards vandalism then. I'm sorry. Like vandalism as far as people walking by.
3: It's an extremely secure unit. We have not experienced any vandalism, and we have programs throughout the world. And it's in a secure unit. Everything is on the inside. So even we have an infrared light instead of that big flash that goes out and is kind of lighting. We don't we no longer use that. So everything is in this clear, nice box. That it's invent- like it's it's undestroyable. Well, I'm, I'm sure that we'll we will we will have
0: to think long and hard. The global uh, program wasn't particularly
3: popular. <laughs> did it did it increase safety?
0: Actually, it did. It, uh, it it just speeds. It did what it was intended to mm-hmm. um but it. But it um, whereas the one in White court you know, it, it pretty well captures out of towners, mm-hmm. and the one in Hidden as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were predominantly catching <laughs> encounters. So mm-hmm. when they got their second, third ticket, yeah, uh, they would uh, uh, they get a little annoyed. So if Peace River said, oh, "Okay, we
6: would like to do this," mm-hmm. what is the length of time it would take
3: from saying we would like to do it to when it's actually up and running it could take three months um, it could take if we push it along it could take a month and a half two months um but reg- normally it could take three months and then it's up and running uh, we figure out the rules what we do is we have a public relations department that basically comes down we can um Go on to go to community events and talk about um, this program where it's being implemented, and then also we can do a warning period. So instead of actually handing out tickets, we can say, you know, the program photo enforcement is coming. This is what your ticket would have been. Please correct your actions. Um, but just to what the mayor was saying about the global program not being um, very popular. And I understand that there is a perception, of course, and you can see what's happening in Alberta with it being in the paper. Um, there is what I've been meeting with municipalities and with towns that have had the global program and now us Redflex coming in. The global program is not capable of capturing every single car. Um, their technology is video-based technology, so it's an actual person sitting there and recording the violations. A lot of, a lot of human um, mistakes can be made. Um, we find that because we're capturing every single violation that is occurring, normally we see that uh, behaviors change a lot quicker.
0: So um, the but the way the uh, global system worked, it was pretty well restricted to daylight hours, and they would have to get permission in terms of from the RCMP about their setup locations. Mm-hmm. How does yours differ, yours
3: is 24-7. So we do have LED low pollution lights, which is a very, um, there's no longer that flash. There's not, we don't need to have that flash to see a clear image of a license plate. We now have LED lights and infrared. So we're still taking a very clear and crisp picture. We can see the license plate, we can still see a scene shot and it's it's Canada and it's Northern Alberta. It gets dark very quickly during the winter, so we can absolutely function 24/7. And when it comes to working with the municipal police on where we put our locations, um, we don't depict that. We work with the police and you guys let us know which um, sites are pre-approved. We definitely don't, we wanna work with the city because you guys live here. You guys know where your um, problem areas are. So might be a question for you, Mr. Parker.
0: Who
7: is on our end watching the video saying, yeah, do that one? Is that would
1: that be our guy here in this building? That our peace officer? Yeah. Uh, it, it could possibly be that. Actually, that's what I was just thinking about asking a question specifically. Right. I, so I didn't bounce it off because
0: global did all
1: that. Yeah, global did everything. Okay. Um, but because we have peace officer services, mm-hmm. th- this is one of the options that they're saying we can do it locally. Yes, and use the your equipment, I would assume, and there yep. would be a different fee then. Is that correct? What do
3: you mean different? So, fees? well, because if if, if
1: if you were to provide the equipment to the the personnel, mm-hmm. then it would be forty percent, I would assume. But if we're providing the personnel, that's a that's a big expense. yeah absolutely. So therefore, it wouldn't be forty percent anymore. No. It would go down to approximately what?
3: Yes um I'm not sure but you'll figure it out I can figure it out what we do we don't want to implement programs where there's no need for them so even if you guys want to move ahead with these red light violations or speeding programs Mm -hmm. we come in and we give you guys a survey and that is at no cost to you whatsoever um we basically put in camera technology non-intrusive camera technology and we count how many violations occur and we give you that information. And if you guys wanna move ahead, we can absolutely move ahead. But if there are no violations, there's no point in having a program. Again, we want this to be a safety program. If there's no need, there is no need. But once we have those numbers, and let's say you guys do wanna move ahead, then I can absolutely give you exactly what the numbers will be. And if you guys want a program where we get X amount of the tickets or until our technology gets paid off, and then you guys get the rest of the proceeds, that can absolutely be done as well. Right, flexibility
1: of it yes okay, thank you thanks guys okay. so mm-hmm. and the individual it could be ours it could yes. be them yes it, it just really truly depends on how we want to set
3: up if okay. you guys have your own peace officer we can train them if you guys want us to hire a peace officer located in uh, peace river we can do that as well again very flexible mm-hmm. okay thank you so you can answer there yes
6: okay on that last point so say that you hired a peace officer located in peace river that peace officer is out of commission because of illness blah 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 um do you have a substitute one that you send in or we would
3: we would um like I said we're working currently with Leduc, for example and Stony we plan to implement programs um so we would have a, a individual based in Edmonton um and then if there is someone who's ill or we could then Swallow the cost and send that gentleman or female up to Peace River. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you,
0: Councillor. I feel like Stars probably tomorrow. And then we probably kind of knock off all the municipalities and. That's okay. is to bylaws there's a request for decision regarding bylaw 2019 and that's to repeal bylaw 2004 and amend land use bylaw 1891.
8: your worship the council uh this is uh just a quick uh repeal bylaw 2004 and this is the stems that uh, the applicant originally uh, applied for bylaw uh, 2004 to permit uh, placement of a mobile home on the property and he's uh, since uh, revised his request and how he's going to place uh, the structure and the structure being uh, a single detached dwelling falls uh, within the enabled R2 district. So we're just looking at repealing the 2004 uh, bylaw, which would, would have seen it going to uh, residential mobile home, uh, the R MHS zoning, as opposed to the R2
0: district. So we passed bylaw 2004 based on this individual's request that's correct all the advertising and now this individual has changed their mind so is there an administrative fee yes there is worship and he's paid that fee does it cover our advertising
8: (laughs) probably covers
0: our time but probably doesn't cover your time
8: i don't think it covers (laughs) the advertising it covers the time but it is what uh, we have in our current line offer appeals
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Where
8: is this property? I mean, I, we have wonderful description with numbers, mm-hmm. North Coast, uh, is, uh, northeast, such as that. This is northeast 368322, West. i oh, verified? Actually, okay. okay. Here, uh, <laughs> Can you just pull <laughs> up Google? On, uh, on
2: just
9: yeah.
0: pull up Google Maps.
9: It's on the last page of the RFD for reference. It's attached to the schedule to the existing bylaw
7: page 28 of your briefing will put it. Yeah, the railway still, coming up around no, that dark corner. In very
0: good context. So I think, uh, you know, Mr. mcquade is going to pull the Google Earth here better sense of where it is.
8: So pitch Yeah, so
5: if
8: you go across area. the tracks, pass the, the baseball diamonds around and behind.
5: Uh, yeah.
0: So it's basically right here. You're not, for some reason, you're not on the screen. I don't think. Okay. No. I did it already. Still yeah, yeah we, we're still looking at a school bus. Red flag. Anything? So how we were there. Okay.
10: <clears throat> Did you properly inject it? Did you wait, you wait for that whole thing simple. to come up? Or
7: do you there let There Dangerously, you just pull it out. Oh, man. no. Of
10: course, you can't see it. There
5: we go. Yeah,
8: there, there we are. are. So we'll be right up in, in this area here. Mm-hmm. You
0: got a sense of it? Don, yeah. So did did it yeah. So. Because yeah, I've never
7: I've never been. I'm like. That's uh,
0: There. right now. There there was a whole volume up there. or Something was there that. Yeah, yeah. that's And cool. They want now. They want to so, not so have it. it. Well, well, where, where, how, how exactly did that go with? Well, I think the mobile home wasn't
8: necessarily allowed there, or something. Oh, yeah. There was some change of housing type, wasn't there? Well, it was originally an R two district or an R two zoning, uh, which a mobile home was not enabled within that land uh, use, and uh, wasn't permitted use. So then we went to and sold it under two thousand four to the uh, R M. U.S. and then the, uh, the R.M.H.S. zoning, which was a permitted use under that. So now that he's kind of changed his mind and the, the way he's going with the structure, uh, and that structure is enabled under the original R two zoning. So by repealing the two thousand four and just going back to the original zoning, and he's permitted to uh, construct what he wants. So
4: this
5: and uh, Mr.
6: Mayor, the owner of the property in the gallery? no no so mr mayor this uh would have to be advertised again and all of that <coughs>
0: yeah you go back to the way it was
8: so the, the request and the recommendation mm-hmm. uh Word council is to provide first reading of bylaw two thousand nineteen, which repeals bylaw two thousand four. An amendment to the land use bylaw number eighteen ninety-one, returning rezone portion of northeast 3682-22, west of fifth back to the original R2 district.
0: So Mr. Mayor, I would move that.
8: Okay. All in favor?
0: In favor. Probably in the future we should look at these uh land use bylaw requests, um, ones that aren't initiated by the town and have an administrative fee that covers basic costs like advertising and so on and so forth.
7: What was the time frame? Well, what was the turnaround on that? <laughs> Maybe if we did that, what you're thinking, but a five-year period of, like, we're going to do it again
0: with inside this, yeah. That way it's yeah, this was just done within yeah. the last six months. Yeah. Right. Because the advertising isn't just by itself. You have to advertise twice, and it's a nice little ad. To be quite honest, I think it just covers
1: the advertising. That's all that really does. Nothing else. And
0: yeah, yeah. never mind the time and effort that uh, our staff has to put in So we are now uh, back at bylaw twenty seventeen, community aggregate levy. Um what Mr. Town, what do you want to do here again? Good evening, your worshiping council.
11: So um looking to gauge uh, council's interest in passing the proposed bylaw twenty seventeen which is a community agreement Lenny bylaw we had a good discussion on this one at our GMP um meeting i and at that point council um uh, or gmp um agreed to forward it to this council um to consider its, its readings as a bylaw
0: So, uh, give me the, hi- the highlights again.
11: So the Municipal Government Act um, allows municipalities to pass a Community Aggregate Payment Levy Bar Law, which allows us to raise our revenues on uh, imposing a levy on sand and gravel businesses operating within the municipality. Uh, this is to uh, it's uh it contributes towards infrastructure needs and other municipal costs mostly uh, transportation type type infrastructure which these vehicles tend to uh, uh use and, and wear down faster than, than typical type traffic and the alberta Sandman Grow association website um lists that approximately half of municipalities in the province have adopted this levy uh the alberta regulation on the provisions of the levy has recently been updated. Um in effective January 1st of 2018 allows for a maximum levy rate of 40 cents per ton of sand and gravel, up from the original 25 sentinel, uh, which was allowed under the previous re- regulation. Um so this is a revenue, it is a levy, it's a revenue generator for the town potentially. Um, it's uncertain what those revenues would look like. There's a conservative estimate here of 25 roads per day coming from pits and other facilities within the town, uh, which would accrue revenues of, of just under $22,000 at those amounts. Um, and this amount has not been identified in the 2018 budget, meaning it's the extra funds at this point, uh, nor has council indicated. Um, if it is to be used towards general revenues or uh, specifically for infrastructure-type projects.
0: So uh, uh, you put 40 cents into this particular uh, bylaw. I guess some of the uh, discussion at the um, priorities committee was that um, this is a bit of a signal the sand and gravel industry that we aren't necessarily open to business. But what if we uh, took it down to 25 cents per ton, the old standard, and let the, uh, it still sends a signal that you uh, we can, we can make, make an extra 15 cents a ton here in the of future. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got up to other people, uh, and how how would you if you were to just put this towards roads? How would you write that into the bylaw? Because our uh, reserve titles seem to change every, every two or three years.
11: Would it wouldn't be written into the bylaw. If that was council's intent i would actually prepare an additional report that would reference the bylaw and discuss how the funds are treated so if if council wanted this to go directly towards uh, transportation capital infrastructure um, we prepare a report that says how how we would do that how we would track that and um and go from there if it's just general revenues and there's nothing that would need to be done but again that's really up to what type of direction council would want to provide
9: your worship uh i like the idea of saving 15 cents a ton or making 15 more cents a ton however looking at the committee report from the community advisory committee for the gravel pit operations their january 16th meeting um McKen can advise the or they call themselves the CAP, um, the CAC, <laughs> we, that council has requested a bylaw be prepared changing the C8, the CAP, levy amount from 25 cents to 2 cents effectively for first. So again, that brings me that full circle of, you know, what are we looking at here for who, who's going to actually be paying this levy? The...
11: Gravel pit operators will be the ones paying the levy, but I'm assuming that they will pass the cost along to the end users or the the end purchasers of the, the materials.
0: Yeah, I, I think Mr. Town. Uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you're you're saying so it's the the twenty five or forty or whatever we apply would only we would only get those monies from sand and gravel operators that pull sand and gravel uh out from within the municipal boundary, so that that 40 cents mr mccann is referring mm-hmm. to is 40 cents on every ton of gravel that's mined in the mbsp yeah. right um that that i get that
9: um but i i guess it's to me it's looking like it's one employer
5: at this point that has for us yeah, yeah. I, mean, this is I think potentially it, I it's more. fair to
4: the question of who, who who this maybe is going to be charged against well obviously it's inland in Peace River but I would go so far as to say that who's the end user of the product and I, I'm willing to bet the bulk of their business is not private industry it's, it's government contracts uh, so those costs are going to be passed on to the end user i.e. The town of peace river or the arena project or any other government project is going to essentially be paying
0: it anyway so actually any right? any government uh project is exempt from this That's part of the uh overarching i guess the act that uh, spawns this regulation would that not be correct well I, I
4: i i don't know how that would work because if it's a if it's, how do you know it's a government contract? Like on the arena as an example, although that's a bad example because Ken Ellison got the project, but if it was inland, how would you ever know that it, that it, that that's a government contract? I mean, I, I don't know how you'd ever track that, but I, I guess, I guess that's up to the performance to figure out
5: just as a comment as well Councilor Needham, the company name that you mentioned is not that company is not operating within the town limits of peace server that is one that uh, is in the md of peace yeah yeah
4: so so are so in that case are they going to be charging let's use their example that are they going to be using the 40 cent rate for that project and i i, I guess it i guess what i hear is that if
5: they're using the same criteria we are, the answer is no. Well, my understanding, the way the bylaw would work is any, and uh, I guess the the MDF piece is at they're at that forty cent right now, or are they moving to that? Yeah. Well, they're according to, to that the minutes, yeah. It says so any operator within the MDF piece is going to be paying that forty, that upcoming forty cents per ton. Did we ever find out where County Northern Lights is at? a levy or are they charging one
11: and in other words does charge and i believe they did increase theirs to 40 but i would have to confirm that just to back around to the question about exemptions um section nine of the bylaw talks about exemptions and it's really pits that are owned by the municipality or the province uh, are exempted so if you yeah so if you if, the, if you're the municipality owns a pit and they and um, they uh, are shipping goods from there for crown or municipal uses that's exempt um, that does not apply to any pits in our our jurisdiction so as far as i'm concerned nothing that goes from any pit in our our town would be exempt
5: Councillor Needham had a question at the GMP that I wasn't sure if we got the answer to yet, and that was in regards to uh, the sand and uh, and uh, railway transportation.
0: Oh, I I, I can provide you uh, with somewhat of an answer. So silica sands uh, trucks all. They
4: have. They have. It, they
6: really don't have any operations in Peace River. I think it's it's what I've learned in the last week. I think that was the. And they don't situation. ship everything out by rail, oh, so. Yeah, they, they, they did it one time, don't. So on a I don't know an ordinary gravel truck,
11: whatever that is. How much is would this amount to per load of gravel? Was that the five ton thing or? yeah so so I would say a typical size load would be anywhere from six to eight tons and six tons would be two dollars and forty cents eight tons would be three dollars and twenty cents And there are larger ones but I would say that would be probably a good average amount
4: I, I, I guess sorry for interrupting deputy mayor I, I guess my point is, is that I don't think this is going to have a big impact because if, if you look at 9.2 and like when was the last time anybody on council ordered up a load of gravel for their backyard? And and if they did, if, you you are you're talking about two dollars and forty cents worth of extra cost. So I, I, I don't see
5: this as being a big deal. I ordered twenty four ton last year.
4: Who who did who did twenty four ton? I did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was for his work that was for his mum's farm out in the county well his mom paid he didn't
9: pay <laughs> 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 counselor needham uh, my really my real concern with this isn't the fact that we're that we're looking at this levy um because i think it is happening across the province i think it has some real merit the, the 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 problem that i have is that it is to the to the pits themselves the sanding and or gravel pit to my understanding and i think there's only one of those in so it seems like it would be uh, a levy on on one business. I might be wrong about that. I might be misunderstanding that. And I and and this might just be normal business and where this industry is headed. I'm just pointing that out.
0: Well, uh, when the one cannabis store comes to town, the- <laughs> <laughs> you know- we're going to
9: tax it too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay so someone got any questions.
6: mr mayor i would move first reading of bylaw 2017 the community aggregate levy bylaw and no amendments to it well i, I like the idea of the monies being used for transportation
0: capital infrastructure you but you don't I have change it from 40 to 25 cents no okay all in favor in favor of 40 cents um, anyone want to do a second reading?
4: I'll put a motion on the floor, of Your Worship, uh, for file of 2017.
0: All in favor? In favor. Uh, this still well, has to be advertised, or we can go to third reading. I can go for it, so technically, we can't go to third reading. You can? Oh. Knock
5: yourself out. You wish if i put a motion on the floor to allow this bylaw to go to third reading uh, there, well, there, uh, well yeah the
0: only the only question i have is we go to third reading it's all positive but has it has this been have the people who are affected by this mm-hmm. had any problem? no no so this is a motion to go to third reading. oh this is not third reading right. so my understanding on this this needs to be unanimous to go to third reading so if you okay. vote against it okay. you'll you'll have okay. you'll
8: we'll have an opportunity the
0: end your ends will have met their means okay, okay. <laughs> uh, uh so it, so the motion by Councilor ford is to uh to go to third reading for this particular bylaw all in favor Favor against. Okay, so we will have third reading at some other day, and uh, and if the one one or two business, I think there might actually be two businesses. Want to come and speak to that? It was in camera. If if they want to actually come and speak to it on uh, at the next vote. Uh, Councilors can feel free to invite them. And uh, they can put foot, their best foot forward. So there is now a request for a decision regarding bylaw 2018 line of credit. Good evening, Your Worship, Council. Welcome, Mr. Shram. Once again, you're here to ask for more money. Um, yes. <laughs> um,
10: this RFD is a, is a uh, proposal to establish a, a line of credit uh, to be accessed possibly during the uh, undertaking of two major capital projects, the 99th Street Slide Project and the Multiplex Project. Um, there will be some grant funding and those coming in and some funding from municipalities towards like the arena project and the slide project the uh, regional recreation center is funded through the venture as well as contribution as well as contributions from part, partnering municipalities not all funds have been received received as of yet we're expected in throughout the year Funds for the adventures are not expected until mid to late June. So in order to maintain a positive cash flow until the outside funding has been received, the administration is recommending the establishment of a line of credit for $6 million. This line of credit would be in place until the completion of the projects. The interest rate would be prime less uh, 0.25%. Any interest incurred during the projects would be applied to the projects and not taken out of general operations Um, as per section 259 subsection 4 of the MBA, as the term of this borrowing does not exceed five years this bylaw does not have to be advertised and can receive all readings on at this meeting Um, so there's two options one is to pass bylaw 2018 establish a line of credit at the APB. and this would allow us to make um, sure that we can have funding available cash-wise until the ventures uh, or uh, grants have been uh, provided to us by the province. There's a lot of these grants we have to submit a claim. It takes time to process these claims. The other option I thought to provide uh, not to pass by on 2018, and that would uh, make operation Dumb, um interesting, a really little difficult. Questions?
6: So when the grants, do they get partial funding as time goes on, or it's all or nothing at the end of the
1: project? It depends on the project. So to take a look at the small community fund. Uh, we have it over a five-year period so as certain parts of the project gets completed we submit our paperwork and then they double check it and then they, they send us some funds so the 99th street slide that's referred to here dumps the five year? no so this one will be a one year literally it'll be by the end of this year but unfortunately we have to expend all the funding the <laughs> part, and it'll take a while until they verify and check everything
2: and
6: second question um in terms of um it says funds from debentures are not expected until mid-june is that because we're waiting to what like, we've approved
10: debentures it takes a while tax season and also debentures are only issued um times a year issued quarterly so it will be a matter of for the debenture and waiting for approval
6: and funding third last question um the six million uh, line of credit <clears throat> so once we approve this is it there forever or is there an end like i read, read something about maybe ending but wasn't
10: sure it ends if we want, would like to have this in place for the duration of the projects the intention is not to access this funding unless we absolutely have
0: to so are you looking to uh, to do first reading with an amendment to include the sunset clause well i think it
6: maybe is in there i just didn't fully understand so it says recommendation that council pass this bylaw so we're going through reading
0: one two three or something well, yeah, unless at the motion to go to third reading, and get to read it gets defeated. So but uh so you gotta make the first reading?
6: Yes. I move that council uh pass bylaw two thousand eighteen with first reading.
4: All in favor? In favor. Make second. I would put motion on the floor to do second reading of two thousand and eighteen.
0: All in favor? In favor. All right. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: sure. Go <laughs> to third reading. Second eight. time lucky. <laughs> all in favor of Warren Councillor Ford's motion to go to third reading. All in favor. In favor. Oh. Uh, unanimously uh decided to go to third <coughs> reading. So who wants to make a motion to go to do to, to third reading? Uh, your worship all will move to go to third reading. All in favor? favor unanimously that one sailed through i'll even sign it off right now mr shram you can go home a happy man uh, just just a little, a little more a little less stress in your life
10: uh, see I, I come here asking for the money but unfortunately i'm not the one that gets suspended so. <laughs> that's uh a great job. thank you okay
0: Thank you, Um. So that was 2018. Uh, there's no unfinished business and has been moved to another uh, council meeting. Uh, new business. Um. Is. Do, does anyone want a break right now? Uh, we. We can continue on. Soldier on. Okay uh request for decision implementation of bylaw 1986 this is a short-term buyer boring bylaw also known as the mastercard bylaw <laughs> <coughs> evening again counselors
2: are getting mastercards
11: so for those counselors who were here at the time, and this would have been back in 2016, staff had come and asked for approval to increase our uh, short term borrowing bylaw for our MasterCard and our MasterCard credit cards for, for town staff. The reasoning at the time, and this was during the summer, is there was a potential postal strike, and to be able to facilitate payments in a timely fashion, um, staff would increase uh, some of our credit card facilities uh, to be able to pay off bills such as utilities and and whatnot without having to rely on mail or um, other options such as uh, courier services or whatnot um, so that credit or that bylaw was passed but it was never moved on it was never enacted because um the postal disruption never came to, to fruition and the bylaw is technically just sitting there um Staffer at this point you now asking for um, authority to enact on it, and there's there's a couple reasons uh, to do so. Uh, first of all, um, we're we're just looking to increase the balances on some of our our credit cards generally, um, with the amount that we have, the seventy five thousand dollars, which is spread over I want to say about eight or nine different employees at this time um there's limited capacity to have uh, a larger credit limit for for one employee one or two employees uh, typically the cao and that really limits our optionality around um, some types of uh, larger purchases um, especially emergency purchases which haven't had to happen in in the time that i've been here or group travel um, type items what we're doing right now is if we're doing some some group travel purchases we tend to put these over two or three credit cards that becomes a little awkward. Second reason is the overall nature of purchasing is changing. Um, there's some retailers in town who are moving away from the traditional corporate account structure and are requesting payment at the time of purchase. And also, there's a greater utilization in online uh, booking and purchasing. So. Um, it's it's just becoming more commonplace to do these types of transactions. Um, so to be clear, you know the intent here isn't to have a significantly larger amount of or more credit cards out there for staff. Um, It'd it be utilized for staff that really really do need it um, to perform their duties. Uh, having a credit card, to be clear, is just to facilitate. The transactional purchase it doesn't bypass our purchasing policies so if the uh, staff did purchase up to this level and uh, you know whatever amount is you know they still have to get their quotes they still have to have the approvals in place it doesn't give them additional approvals um, so you know the, the same oversight for our, our typical purchasing can still be in place it just um, allows us to become more efficient to, to do some of our purchasing
0: Um, what kind of balance would you normally see being maintained or i mean if you're, you're paying interest now in all the bank working up under 30 days it's pretty much a freebie it's a bookie right mm-hmm. so yep. what kind of balance would you normally receive being on the card i know you That's can't gauge that yeah uh, a pool balance are you thinking or well i'm saying that if you have if you have a hundred and fifty whatever card and you and you carry a very low balance, it doesn't cost you much. But if you have a card and you're carrying seventy five, hundred and fifty thousand dollar you're you're at hundred and forty nine thousand dollar balance and you're paying it off at a month and ten days, you get nailed on the interest on the whole thing.
8: Yes. So I'm just wondering what kind of a constant balance would you foresee holding on that? Um I would envision that our monthly
11: purchases on credit cards would be in the end of- Fifty to seventy thousand dollar range, and then the
0: payment would normally be made within the thirty days to the card. The payment is always
11: made within the thirty days. We actually have it set up. We actually have it set up to our online banking, yes, where it's an automated my payment. Question yeah, in, in the time I've been here, we've never um, been delinquent on a payment. It's it's done automatically, and there are safeguards in place to make sure that all the approvals are done before the payment goes through. Okay.
0: Seventy-five thousand to one
11: hundred and fifty thousand—that's a pretty big jump, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is, and, and again, this goes back to the bar law at the time. It was to facilitate um, payments, for example, our power bill, which could be in excess of eighty or hundred thousand dollars a month. Um, it's, it is. a more than what we would need here, but again, it does provide some flexibility and options and staff can report back on the amount that we actually utilize. It's up to $150,000, it is not
1: $150,000. One of the things that we're doing slightly differently is, is because some of the retailers now are not allowed us to use POs. Um, it, they have to then either go and cut checks so that delays the process, or they have to try and get petty cash. So we're gonna to have to either bring out petty cash and increase that. So we'll, what we're doing is, is we're trying to give a, a few more um, individuals to do the credit card as we
6: I think credit card is much better than a petty cash system.
7: Can I move that we go with option one? I mean, I'm happy with. Okay. No, motion um, on the table? Just
5: a quick question, Your Worship. Yeah. credit The credit cards that the town uses, are is the town on any sort of points or rewards mm-hmm. program?
11: Yeah, I'm looking into that now. Right now, we are not. We are looking at um, what options are out there for punks cards, what type of fees there could be, and
0: what the benefits would be. So, well, uh, you've got this bylaw in 1986. Hasn't it expired? So, you're coming to us to reactivate it? Yes. it it's, it's
11: authority to use the bylaw that's in place. Something that I had said at the time is we would not act on the bylaw unless it was needed.
0: So the bylaws in place, uh, so technically you could do this anyhow, you know, because doesn't the bylaw authorize you to do this? Uh, it
11: does, but within the report that accompanied the bylaw at the time, it said that we would not act unless it was needed.
0: Well, it's in the bylaw, it, it authorizes you to to this. Thanks for the information. But, uh, <laughs> this is but we have a motion on the table. So uh, so nice of you to come and ask for permission rather than request forgiveness. he asking forgiveness. Higher. Nope. That, nope. Was like, that was the original bylaw. There are some airline companies that work on a different philosophy that operate in this region that work on a different philosophy than you, Mr. Town. So it's it's nice to see people come and yeah. ask for permission instead of requesting So, it. so. Uh, I think it's uh, Mr. Scammerhorn's uh, motion. All in favor of Mr. Scamahorn's motion, which was to go with option one. All in favor? In favor. Okay. Passed okay. well, unanimously. So that means I don't
4: get my credit card, Mr. Thomas?
0: He's left the, uh, he
4: left the oh, he, he ran out with Mr. Schramm. They're both celebrating, aren't <laughs>
2: <right>?
0: they? <laughs> yeah. They, all, they all both went out for a Roman coke. Oh, I sure hope they don't use the MasterCard. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have points yet. We'll wait for points. Okay. Um. so, so you're actually up next, uh, Mr., uh, Mr. Needham. It's the Peace Regional Rec Center update well
4: uh fair enough i I do have the uh, the briefing note in front of me and I, I gather Tanya's in the audience she could likely speak to this a lot better than I uh, I, I guess uh, uh, obviously uh, pictures are worth a thousand words uh, I believe deputy mayor Elaine sent around a couple of cell phone pictures which were, which were great and uh, the neighbors have been advised and uh, uh, we've, uh, well, we've got some progress, at least from a visual point of view. So, uh, I know from our last meeting uh, there was lots of promises made in terms of uh, uh, well, playing catch-up in the weather and getting the iron going in terms of raising it quickly, so it, it seems as though that's, that's played out. Uh, my next meeting is uh, March the 2nd, and I will be in attendance and uh i think it's uh, steady as she goes and uh if we can make up some time we will make up some time but uh i'm i'm uh i'm optimistic uh tanya any uh i'm just trying to remember some of the highlights from the meetings i don't think there was any um any unexpected oopses that uh that are causing us problems. I think we're or Jim. You're in the you're in the uh, the room as well there this evening. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're I think we're pretty much on time. Uh, may, maybe I would ask either one of them to jump in.
12: Sure. And your uh, counselor Needham is correct. Um, project is progressing forward. Uh, visually, it's great because now we're really working above ground, so the community also sees a significant jump in progress. Um, It it is a a site you physically need to go down. The webcam is great, but to physically see how large, this is only half of the building up right now, Mm -hmm. the field house side, and it dwarfs the existing arena. It's pretty darn impressive. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's very impressive. So there's a whole nother half of the building still to go up um, in terms of the structural framing. But yeah. well i I think sorry, sorry i think
4: that and jim and some of the meetings uh i guess the pre engineers that they use the term Lego block so it'll 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 move very quickly yeah
12: yeah this is the
4: fun part Mm
12: -hmm. in addition we did provide uh the project schedule as an attachment Mm -hmm. Uh, you definitely need to zoom (laughs) there's a lot of detailed information in there it's very useful but i have provided you also a very very high level summary and broken it out into three phases though the gantt chart is actually a a two phase Um, i thought the demolition was valuable enough to illustrate that as a bit of a phase of its own and then following the demolition which we're seeing as phase two is the site furnishings the paving parking lot uh, that that groundwork um, that happens after we fill in the big hole that will be left after the demolition of the building. So that's just giving to you as a um, mental note of that. After the building is finished, March thirty first, there's still two very significant processes that have to occur, and the first one being the demolition of the, the existing BTA. So phase three is September two thousand nine. Oh, I'm being very
4: optimistic yeah. in my so, numbers. Please. Yes, it would be
12: nineteen. <laughs>
4: Yeah, <laughs> we should we should make the point that the, the building will be ready in our centennial year, but all that other site work won't won't be done until likely the following year. So the building itself in the yeah. fall in the
2: fall September
12: September in the by the fall of 2019.
4: But, yeah. but I I would think we're going to have a celebration before September. We're going to do something well i don't know i don't know what we're doing for celebration but we're we're likely not going to wait
12: till september well and that will be the discussion that we'll have to think through from a operational perspective of how and what we are going to do for operations and plan through and think through that site work because we're going to, to be
0: partying for the whole damn year oh. doesn't matter what date you pick <laughs> <laughs> that
12: works also <laughs> i'm good for a year long party maybe not just yeah. at this place yes so the question will be do we do our formal opening in september after you do have a beautiful parking lot or you do you do it after you've demoed the we need to think this through a little bit because yeah. we don't want a party going on well
2: you
12: know, blocks are being. Be maybe
8: the party is the explosion of the building. Exactly. And I knew you were thinking
5: that. because yeah. so yeah. auction off. The, who gets to yeah. push the plunger? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> what are you thinking?
7: <laughs> 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 Just get the countdown right this time, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell Lori nice. yeah, I said that.
0: Okay, yeah. and we. uh We need to get. uh Athabasca Hall refurbished in twenty nineteen. So you got uh, a couple of big milestones for twenty nineteen has uh, done. We
12: we require an additional gym. That, that's the
7: yeah. <laughs> We're giving you a whole field house. What do you need another gym? <laughs> <laughs> all right, next.
2: Sorry. No. <laughs>
0: this council isn't interest in the excuses in this bill. we just want results. All right. We'll see what we can do. Okay. Excellent. Well, great presentation. Um, I guess a motion to accept for information. Uh-huh. All in favor? In favor. The science Olympiad is coming up. It's timely. So do you want to speak to this one, uh, Mr. Stanmore, since you're a big and shaker in this
7: I am actually going to be at this event as a coach for my students. So, and uh, I sent a few students last year when they had it at the high school and stuff. So it's, yeah, it essentially they get uh, schools, uh, send a group. They can send up to three teams of up to five people each, or as few as two if they really want to. Uh, there's challenges given to the teams on site, they have no idea what those challenges might be or what the materials they'll get or whatever, and they have to uh, accomplish these three or four tasks that they're given uh, that will involve some math skills, some engineering skills, and that kind of thing, so at the end of the day, everyone gets a medal, and a t-shirt. Everyone gets a t-shirt. Not everyone gets a medal. Oh, okay lots of swag too these guys don't do their same like like our regional science fair we that we have there's winners and losers I don't know if that exactly works this way here this might be a little bit more inclusive so I don't know if that I don't know how you all feel about that but it's a good time either way it should be an educational time oh they education their faces off
0: so they want the mayor to show up, do I um, yes. and and what, what's this in the, is it an afternoon? Yeah, I mean, it goes
7: all day, so it Good starts afternoon. at, uh, they'll handle the medals toward the end of the day, so I think they would like, especially given our, uh, our mayor's credentials, it adds a lot of, you know, weight okay. to your being there aside of just your municipal so, title. Um, am I supposed to be somewhere
0: else that we No. It's Saturday. No the saturday
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay uh um so uh, maybe to yeah to permit the mayor or their designate so if i'm not able to you're you're uh, no, in hawaii Ms. so
6: no, i'm not going to hawaii but i will be back by the 24th but i would expect that you would be up i should be there
4: i'm just thinking well um, that, that, the, mayor, the mayor has got the uh,
0: the iron ring on his pinky finger i i lost that many years ago and never asked for a replacement oh maybe maybe we'll get the uh, professional engineers to to uh, reissue me a ring at this event you could. I, I I could like I think you need to too, talk is to, is like, to uh, uh, work you Mrs. No.
6: Downing about, or Councillor Downing about that idea. So, yeah, <laughs> Anyways, I would move that the mayor or designate be unable um, to attend the 2018 OPEGA Peace Regional Science Olympics event on February 24th, 2018,
0: at Glamoury School to award prizes. Okay, all in favor? In favor. Hey, should I withdraw really from this, because I have a conflict to make
2: it?
0: How? No, it's not a big a
7: oh, yeah. If you guys can't make it, I'll be there, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'll just put the pin on, take the TA North sweater off, all as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure.
0: Uh, And especially if your team wins, then they'll definitely yeah, They be won't win. Be- <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a podcast.
7: podcast. <laughs> It's okay. You guys, they know. They also know me, so they do will get a bang out of
6: that. But not
8: everybody else does. That's, that's okay.
0: like uh, <laughs> that's like the Oilers coach today saying, "Yeah, I don't think we're gonna make a <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, uh, briefing now regarding the bridge twinning project. Quick so we'll the why?
7: I pretty much kind of have to decide whether I'm going to put, like, because I've got quite a variety of students wanting to attend if I'm going to stack one of my three teams or if I'm going to try to spread it out a little bit. So we'll, we'll see what the what the team decides when we get there.
8: Your worship and council. Uh, just a quick briefing note on... Uh, one of the key milestones for the Alberta Transportation Peace River Bridge Twinning Project. In that uh, Flatiron, uh, Acom joint venture at AJV, are about to start work on Pier 1 of the bridge. As part of that, uh, what they're going to be doing is removing a section of the dike for a period of time uh, to allow access and get material uh construction material and equipment into the pier one site uh ceo myself uh and public works kind of sat down with the team last week to uh, discuss uh the actual removal like in some certain conditions that we wanted to make sure were in place to protect the town uh especially during spring breakup and one of the key things that we wanted to ensure happened was that you know uh that there's a guarantee of emplacement of sufficient materials to repair the bank in a short period of time uh, during breakup and that it would remain in place during the period of breakup so that way the county was not put at risk uh for not having that portion of the bank there in that period of time and then so the project team did decide that uh, that yes they would place those materials and they would also place equipment in place to make sure that you know within a day or two, they could actually go in, uh, place those materials back into the that removed dike section, compact it, and, and ensure that the dike integrity was satisfactory for that period uh, of spring breakup. And also kind of agreed that they need to actually begin that process of uh, three projected days within the ice front uh, coming back through town. So that way, you know. We have a day, at least contingency uh to figure things out if need be so they've kind of uh, agreed to those items uh the other thing that uh wanted to make council aware of at this point in time is uh, and i just had to confirm <coughs> doing, is that there'll be a public information session that Albert transportation is conducting on the 22nd of february to uh, just provide uh, an update to the public on the bridge project and also uh, they'll be discussing uh, this pier removal and, or the pier replacement, uh, and also some of the work that they're doing, they're doing over in the west hill how that is going to progress and also uh, some of the, the upcoming detours that are going to be encountered uh, along both 98th and 94th street uh, anybody have any questions?
5: Did they start did they start ripping into the dike today? Because I did see a D six down there on the dike.
8: Uh, they were going to start doing that this week, yes. Okay. There's a big hole there now. Yes.
5: Uh, there is a hole there now. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I saw that. I saw the, Yeah, saw la- the last week their concentration was actually higher
8: vacuum for utilities and this week was actually getting in there moving the dike. This also what this does is it uh allows uh, FHAV to kind of work on that side of the road and not having to close down an additional lane on 98th street because if we denied them uh, the ability to take away the dike they would have to kind of ramp out further in to get over the top of the dike they would have to uh, ramp into a lane on 98th, reducing it to one lane traffic so we felt that uh, by allowing them to take removal of the dike as long as we had those conditions in place uh was a reasonable request.
1: One of, the are, one of the other problems is the traffic circle area and the increase um other projects that we have going uh in the town of the north end. Uh they're we really concerned about you know closing off that one lane so um we had quite a few people in the room discussed that and he said yeah it's fine. Well how long is this whole, uh,
4: yeah, there uh, Obviously, this is Alberta Transportation Project, the town of Peace River. But what I'm driving at is I presume they've, the last time we breached a, a dike in Peace River, uh, Alberta Environment was involved and they, they weren't very happy. So I, I presume that one arm of government is talking to the other,
8: or, or do you know? No, that is the case and they have secured their Alberta Environment approvals full to do this work.
4: Okay, and then uh, well, good, good, good to know. And then BC Hydro, they're uh, they're not ex, ex, they're not planning a major release or, or this again. I presume somebody checks into their demand cycle, uh, or or is that an
8: issue? There was one uh, item that we did bring up at our coordination meeting last week, and we then uh, we subsequently put uh, uh, the contact numbers for BC Hydro uh back to that protein team so in the condition that they have to uh do some coordination on their end to make sure that they keep keep in contact with the BC hydrocarbon. Sounds teams. like they're
4: working uh, working ahead. That's uh,
0: that's good to hear. Thank you. So how long oh, was the in the guys supposed to be there? I I believe it was nine
8: days they were looking at with that? Well, that's what they uh, need to actually construct that pier one. It was nine days, but they were looking at uh, also having it open to do other activities down on that bank. Uh, but the, the assurance was that during spring breakup and also uh, during fall fruit or winter freeze up, you know, they would ensure that that dike is repaired back in place. So that dike that hole and I think it's going to be there for uh, nine months. They'll, they'll need it for, to uh, do the subsequent years as well, to push pushing for that as well. Yeah, this is a bit problematic
0: because we, yeah, there's there's spring breakup, but there's also uh, the uh, June, July freshen. And, uh, worship not to contradict
1: the engineer, but I was pretty positive they said it was about nine to something days or and, and, and the reason was because they were going to build a crane on the pier hence they would need the opening in the dike and they were just going to crane it over from one side to the other which was the big difference what they were looking at so we'll confirm that though but that, that's what I thought That's that was pretty positive they were looking at um, and, and, and it might have been maybe just a little bit longer than nine days but maybe it was nine days just to, to conduct the pier or build
0: a pier well nine days is a lot different than nine months yeah, yeah sure so we'll, we'll, we'll confirm that i
8: actually just got her uh construction method statements this afternoon which i haven't fully reviewed yet
0: because i think nine months is going to be problematic i think Because if, you're, if the whole idea is, well, we put in a hole and then we, uh, oh, the ice is breaking up, we're going to fill up the hole. Oh, spring freshening is going to come. We're going to fill up the hole again. Uh, take it out and uh, come freeze up. Uh, well, freeze up doesn't worry me so much. as spring freshening and breakup. up. So. Uh, Mr. Harris, you're the emergency guy. Does this worry you? There's water flowing down that street.
13: <laughs> yeah. Actually, Mr. Harris was in attendance at the meeting I well. was in attendance at the meeting for this uh, very purpose. Um, I believe the precautions that the contractors have in place is adequate. I do believe the whole will be open for an extended period, what my take on the meeting was. Um, but I think they were very willing to work with the town obviously if there was any rising river levels due to um, snow melt and stuff but then they would be filled in again they in their method statements that uh, was to get a couple of reviewing as well they they guaranteed to have the equipment on site to do it and if the equipment is not there they um they will hire locally they will do everything at their expense to rebuild I uh, constructed the uh, the that with the compaction, the four-inch layers, compaction, everything um, at their expense to rebuild it again. If we say, you know, in conjunction with an environment of river forecasting, if we see um, forecasting of high river levels in the milk, then they will take action to re, uh, rebuild the dike. This so, also
0: creates a weakness in the dike dump,
13: really The other option with uh, reduced lane width, especially with the reduced lane width on that we were just like with that increased traffic in the 98th street around you know the LCMP with the uh the hillside slide project um if we don't allow for the hole in the verb the then we would reduce 94th street down to one lane and there might be times when more traffic is then going down 94th street so um this is a uh, the best option to avoid some of that so oh,
8: and i guess two others to if they're leaving they won't be leaving the dike open for significant periods of time where, where they're not having to access or use it so any of those we will make sure that they put the dike back in place uh with in terms of integrity to the dike one of the, the key requirements that we had was that they had to compact it to you know 95 or 100 percent proctor density to match the existing dike
13: And their their timeline to read fully so dense compacted was ten hours. Oh, about really? four hundred. Yeah. yeah. But to get that,
0: to get that bonding film Mr. the clay, they're gonna have to kind of take a step approach and scarify and compact and oh, geez. and they're gonna do that in ten hours. well ms bell will have lots of complaints from the walkers well i've got a um, question so ms mayor i see that
6: the barricades are out, out along the, the walking part of the dike today so um is, they, is the intention they get off the dike they, they walk across the street <coughs> and they walk along the
8: construction kind of they would sidewalk say. area they would walk along the north side on the sidewalk through that construction area okay. or come back over on the other side. So, I'm wondering is it possible
6: that there would be a, a very obvious communication plan about where you should be walking? Just to put heads up, because I noticed that, well, whoever was walking. Um, From probably the schools in particular, when they have the uh, fencing up and a nice little sign saying sidewalk closed, that didn't stop any. I just walked around the sign and back onto the thing. So I'm wondering if there's going to be an educational plan,
8: including one at the schools, uh, that might help the cause we'll be posting something on our website in regards to pedestrian traffic uh at the end of the day it is Albert the project uh one of the things that my understanding of because of the meeting was they were going to pass that off to prohibit any pedestrian traffic progressing through the construction site uh and but sure they can still walk on the
6: sidewalk yes okay so i would like to suggest that Information be forwarded directly to the schools, uh, all of the schools in that area,
8: just because it's a good safety I can pass that on to the project team.
4: So, I presume on this meeting on February the 22nd, some of what the deputy mayor is describing could be laid
0: out there as well, or? We've or already got a hole in the dike. They're ripping it up right now. All well, information. spring break-up break.
4: isn't until after Easter, so get the goddamn job done and get it fixed, quick. And keep BC keep Hydro on speed dial and watch the river
5: levels. Mm-hmm. Okay, just one quick question. If those river levels start coming up, or the ice uh, ice level starts coming up, let's say if we get a thaw, like it's supposed to be plus two more, and let's say if that lasted for a length of time, if The town starts getting concerned of those levels coming up whose call is it to tell them no you're patching that hole now. who makes that call
8: well i think any time that uh ourselves as as a town are not comfortable with that we can direct them to replace that type and like i said that was one of the the terms of uh looking at when the ice front comes back through town that we've got adequate notice uh to them and they and they get a copy of the ice report from steven and emmer just as we do so they'll know exactly where that ice front is at any given time so uh and we both agreed that you know a bare minimum within three days of that ice front coming through that it has to be in place
5: and my other concern would be like for instance uh just a few years ago we had that that quick thaw that come down pats creek um there again with it. something like that that happens you have the uh you have the right to go and say fill that up. well that would
0: probably wouldn't look like that you know. well the, the well,
4: american declare a state of emergency and yeah. under the municipal government act you, you've got incredible power the council has got incredible power so uh, all kinds of iron can move
9: what is the time frame do you know for the february 22nd event do you
8: know any of the particulars for that uh it just arrived on my guest this afternoon uh i passed passed out information to assume who is uh putting I think, on that on our website already on the website thank oh thanks okay. motion to accept the information. I guess.
0: perfect sure request okay. Next item. All um, well, requests for decision community service board appointments. This is just one, right, Mr. Sajak? No, there's two. Brian Emery, Mr.
12: Brian Emery,
0: and uh, Mr. Terry Sajak. Okay, uh, let's make a motion one way or another to accept them or deny them Once, uh, I'll, move over. Over. I'll
9: move to ex- excuse me I'll move to accept uh, the requested appointments Mr. Brian Emery and Mr. Terry Sachak to the Community Service Board for a three-year term as public members at large.
0: All favor?
14: Perfect thank
0: you. Um, we are now at the request to own land. We are this is enormous. Sunshine County is about to establish a beachhead. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to give them full for being invasive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are speaking to this Mr. Parker? Uh, I am your worship.
1: Uh, so basically, uh, what it is is in order for, we help, uh, assist moving the, um, <coughs> uh, project along for the, uh, health clinic. Um, what uh, Northern uh, Sunrise County is looking for is a permission uh, to own land. Uh, this is uh, because uh, section 72.1 of uh, the municipal government says that in order for a municipality in one area to own land in another municipality, they need permission from that municipality. So basically they're just uh, trying to cover all their normal, uh, uh cover all their T's and cross their T's and dot their I's ensure that they're doing it properly. So uh, we do have a couple of conditions that we're recommending. Number one, that uh, you have to finalize the lot size and, and subdivision plan. Right now what it is, is it's approximately 1.6 acres of land that they're looking at, but it's our understanding they might be going smaller. So therefore, if they do go smaller before we actually finalize everything, they, they have to make sure they come back and say, okay, but what, what is their subdivision plan? They have to get it done uh signed letters from both uh north peace housing and northern sunrise county stating that they were in agreement with the the final size uh, of the property and that no development permit will be applied uh for um before the town has approved approval has been granted um i guess there was an incident someplace in uh, the province where uh, one municipality allowed another municipality and they didn't get that so we're making sure again
0: everything is covered but it helps expedite
1: uh, the process if we just uh, uh, deal with this right away.
0: Why is this uh, 1.64 acres when we want just the one acre?
1: Well, because the whole property is 1.6 uh, acres. And uh, so it's, th- there was an assumption that it was already subdivided, but it, it is not. So um, last week we were doing a lot of scrambling on this this property finding out exactly okay what is the actual legal description what isn't it um quite a few people thought it was already separated and uh, we came back and, and we did discover um their original request was incorrect and so we had to adjust it to, to make sure that it did cover the whole uh, property itself and then North face house he said well we might give them the whole 4.6 we might not so they're in negotiation with county of northern sunrise and so but we're just Helping expedite from the process.
0: Okay. Uh, any questions, or Mr. Parker? Hearing none, I'll entertain a motion. I so move the motion with the condition. All in favor? In favor. Okay. Um. Request for decision, council committees, regional library board. Uh, I take it this is another individual who wants to sit on another board. No. no? This
1: is um, what's oh. happening is uh, we have, according to our um, annual uh, uh, yearly um, appointment to boards, uh, Council Downing has been appointed as a representative of the regional library board, um, and Deputy Mayor Manager was appointed as the alternate but unfortunately um uh, Downey cannot um or has requested to step down um from uh this committee at this time and deputy mayor manager has indicated her willingness to um be appointed if council as a primary um, representative if council so chooses um so it's just to formalize that process of allowing deputy mayor manager to be the primary uh, um um the individual at the regional library board and then just see if there's any other counselor who would like to be the ultimate anyone want to be the alternate what are the meetings
7: generally
9: so i was actually going to be the alternate. oh you yeah. want to be built oh
1: okay yeah. so that was my misunderstanding i'm sorry so it's just switching roles that so stand down counselor, wow. sorry. <laughs> that counselor? <laughs> i like to read <laughs> <laughs>
2: given my age and <laughs> Yeah. Subtraction
0: from one hundred and twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, Counselor Downing, you better make this motion then, since you're stepping down. Was it? Was it because you you didn't you figured that counselors actually have do a lot of work? And, uh, <laughs> this yeah, that was definitely
9: what it was. Yeah. I worship. And this is a. You know, truthfully, it was just because I can't predict sort of what's happening in my family life yeah. and being away so that's good so i would like to make that motion um however i'd like to change it to say that elaine or counselor manzer and i will just switch roles okay
0: all in favor of that motion in favor yeah.
4: awesome. Thank
0: you. um the next one uh, was. the lego contest or the logo
14: contest should be logo Uh yeah carry on Uh, so yeah we're starting to look up ahead at the what we'll be doing for 2019 with the upcoming beast river centennial um one of the early ideas we had that would require some get hit in the ground running type of situation would be a potential logo contest so as mentioned in the information section briefing out, complimentary logos are quite common. These are logos that would be used in addition to our corporate logo, um, but they help denote uh, special event, special period of time. A good example would be Canada 150, little sketched out maple leaf. So we thought this would be a good idea, a good way to bring the uh, community into the Peace River 100 conversation early on um ideally we want the logo in place selected ready to print uh, before 2019 so that means we need a decision made by the fall at the latest um so yeah this is just a briefing note to let you know that this is in the works uh right now working on the terms and conditions which would probably be uh thorough boring but important um and then yeah looking to sort of kick things off in the late spring anybody have any questions? So I have a side
6: question to this. Uh, I'm thinking there's a committee being formed for this 100th anniversary. So do they tie into this
14: logo concept or? This would be done separately. So the idea would be we, we put out, we get our, we do our call for submissions. We get a number in um the town staff would then trim down that pair down that submissions to a short list and that's going to be based on criteria like can the logo be replicated digitally by a staff member myself um, in a reasonable time does the logo translate well a bunch of technical specs we'll trim that down to a short list of i don't know how many will depend on the number we get in and then we put that out for public voting um and set it up through probably survey monkey or something and then uh the public would get their chance to go through and rank their favorites and then we go with the favorite ranked one thought uh, this way we can include the public in the broader community both in the design component but also in the selection process and still leave space to make sure that we get a good product and one that we can really work with i have a question have
7: you heard of bohemic Have so and several other if we know what we're both talking about, then you understand my concern. Which is why we're not naming things. Okay, but but people might vote for a logo just to be.
0: Oh. Oh this so the yep. logo is created and they'll be Oh, but you you sieved them beforehand. Yes. So that okay. would also be part of the So process. the five that you put out there are
5: you're you would you yes. you would be happy to all tattoo any one them.
14: of
7: those on town <laughs> property.
14: Town property, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: on my, on skin,
14: I'm not, what what was wrong with the and I mean to throw it out there, our current logo design was done by Peace River Local. Um, we've had Peace River Locals do the mural up there. We've got a strong visual arts talent in this community. Get some good
5: Is your contest going to be specific to uh, residents no. <laughs> of the town? Just asking.
14: I think a Peace River connection is enough to suffice. What I'd like to do is keep this open to the diaspora, including kids who might be taking graphic design programs at university um, but might not live in the town anymore we're still connected we've been around for a hundred years they can contribute hopefully and happy to diaspora i've never heard of that one <laughs> <laughs> <It> exists <laughs> um yeah well pretty straightforward someone okay.
0: make a motion well that's what you're asking for or what you uh it's go. a breaking okay, out so i just, uh, just uh if, okay motion you, motion. you guys motion. Just wanted to spike it, it down. now but, uh, <laughs>
14: please
0: do <don't>. ah <laughs> okay. uh, motion to accept for information all in favor all in favor i'm in favor so. uh, chasers Um. talking
4: about
0: how
9: they're going to do their babies mm-hmm. so the chambers are already the chambers are already talking about how they're going to do their Davis awards next year as a celebration of our 100th, which happens to be the the last week the weekend of January so it's a really good you know Yeah, we are killing it that starts in January Tonya, you better be ready to party party party, party all year long are next year are, are you going to go uh, no <laughs>
6: so i guess of administration i would ask the question the committee the hundredth anniversary committee or whatever it's going to be called uh when might we be expecting a term of reference kind of thing
0: so the next item on the agenda is a request for decision on the social media participant use policy Uh, Ms. we'll leave that
14: discussion again. We covered this off in pretty good detail. I think, at the priorities today, nothing has changed except for the addition of uh, Councillor Ford's request. So, under the policy statement, the second bullet there has a sub bullet that says comments or messages that contain threats or information on a crime will be reported to police. So,
2: Uh, this Councillor
14: Ford will be glad to know that you were listening. (laughs) Okay,
0: probably that probably requires a motion from uh, you. Uh, Mr. Ford to adopt the policy asked. So moved. Okay, all in In favor. Thank you. And, uh, the next one is... A request for a decision to make Shell Rotary House the party house for Pete River. Is that not it? what it is uh, number uh, 10. invitation to shell rotary house social i think i was at a social just a couple weeks ago there so. so this is uh this is just to enable council
4: that. you correct. got the vip invite a couple
0: weeks
6: ago mm-hmm. this is the normal one. Oh, okay so uh, i would move that council council and mayor be enabled to attend the march 1st um, celebration at the shell rotary house all in favor
0: uh next item is a request for decision uh, to this one is attendance at the northwest caribou species at risk session okay so i requested
7: this one so i'll speak to it there's two open houses going on in in our corner of the province one in high level and i don't know that anyone's scrambling to drive up there and this one in grand prairie which happens to be well i'll already be in grand prairie for teachers convention so i thought you know seeing as i'm going to be there So well, you're
0: not going to double dip there? No, no
7: i'm not I, am i going to i don't well i'm not going to use the word yet. this is this is going to go off the rails really quickly so i'm going <laughs> to
0: the motion the, the request stands as written. Okay. All in favor. In favor. And the uh the motion was to enable uh counselor Scanlon to attend and the Northwest Caribou Species
7: I won't say anything embarrassing, I promise. So who moved that one? I think uh Johanna down in okay.
6: So mr Mayor, I had a question sub to that. Um administration was looking or was gonna ask the in wsar group are they interested in presenting
9: in but are they haven't got back or we did get a response with them we're working with them however the members in question lisa wardley and the other member are a reeven counselor and they're extremely busy in the coming weeks so um, we're trying but we're not sure how successful we're
0: going to be uh, it might be quite a bit later in the season and we will recess for 10 minutes or so we
9: have one more under this heading. Right, right. oh do we step. that's the attendance of the great cup
0: oh read. thank yeah. you for bringing that up counselor county yeah. so i'm assuming that you're going to be there i'm, um, I'm
9: unfortunately not going to be there and i'm a huge cfl fan and i would love to see the great cup again um but <laughs> But I won't. But I would like to move that the council enables the mayor and Council to attend the Grey Cup meet and greet on Saturday, February seventeenth,
0: from ten a.m. to four p.m. And for and by enabling you, we actually, meeting the councilors have to be there from ten to four. Do right?
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's such an interesting statement. I'm not sure about that. It's another test, JD. Yeah.
9: Thanks, Sam and i
6: i would like to suggest in addition to the way the motion is that um the town of peace river send a congratulatory letter to Mr. Gadosh for his accomplishments and
5: thanking him for bringing the great cup here do you accept that i do accept uh, that amendment thank you yourself. just to add a note uh, i do plan on attending the event i've had the pl- privileges of uh being an official uh ref for Mister him ever since he started uh, playing football in Bantam, so I will be there. But you're a ref. Does he actually want to see you there? You calling for, for holding or offsides face masking or some kind of? I know. Maybe I'll ask him to autograph my ref's jersey.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm all in, in favor of Johanna Downing's motion. Uh, all in favor. Okay, we are going
2: to recess now for ten minutes. To- Hey, uh, reports. We're reconvening. Uh
0: we're in reports, and um, there's the chief the officer year-end report. Any questions, comments on that? Uh, is there anything you want to underscore there, Mr. Parker? No, I think it's pretty self explanatory. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm and when you come on to the corporate services year-end report I, well i should actually just say on the uh the ca report that uh, found the um, i found the usage stats on our website quite interesting but i i'm really puzzled as how you can as you figure out whether it's a male or a female person I have
14: that <laughs> connecting on your site? Google, they make that determination based on uh, what kind of internet uh, search history you have. So it'll look at websites that you visit, uh, clothing stores that you visit. Anything you do online is typically tracked, especially if you're using a browser like Chrome. Um, so then, it takes that information when it's logging the user that visits our website builds a profile, assumes that you're a man or a woman, and then tallies them up. Yes, there's some assumption there that Google's making. So, and
2: what,
0: what idiosyncras- idiosyncrasies you might
14: have?
6: Exactly. So, if I've been looking at farm tractors forever, they will make an assumption
1: of some sort based on that.
14: But well, then they use the spy
0: camera. Strictly the federal government. Okay, uh, yeah. So that was pretty interesting. Commute, uh, corporate services year end report. Um, I like that you put out the organizational chart for your group, Mr. Town. That was uh, that was good. Um, I also like the fact that uh, uh, you well, you might have been a bit presumptuous here, but you put in the 2018 strategic direction and service priorities, mm-hmm. so that was good. And, uh, we will of course align these with Council's
11: strategic uh, direction and priorities, and nothing will be missed and we'll go above and beyond.
4: i'm curious mr Cal, just a quick question now if, if uh presume will is not in the gallery uh the grader that was bought for the airport with some uh, federal grant money did it did it actually show up in january or, or have we got it yes it arrived about like two two or three two
11: or three weeks ago uh,
4: and it's as promised as delivered and is working and uh, uh it, 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 is it in operation? I
11: guess is my question. Uh, when I last talked to Mr. Stewart, and this would have been last week, they um, they had only driven it around, um, kind of the airside areas, like down up and down the taxiway. They haven't used it for operations yet. They're still waiting for right. Public Works to come out, and they still need to get the full orientation from the um, organization we bought it from.
4: Quarter million dollar machine. Good, we're gonna good. Good to see uh, a capital piece of equipment show up at the airport because i don't think there's been one purchase there other than a pickup truck for a number of years so it's uh good good to see
6: in terms of um i.t and system administrator report um are are we kind of on budget with respect to
11: all our computer issues Uh, yes so from a budgeting point of view, um, each department has its own uh, cost centers for, for software type items and that's uh, in the operating budget and and we're really good on budget there. In terms of capital purchases, um, council approved a, a capital program last year of 30,000 dollars for, $30, for <coughs> excuse me, hardware replenishments and that's uh, computer systems, printers, you know, uh, networking, uh, hardware that type of stuff and we uh, hit the budget there this year that amount's gone down it's 275 or something like that and, and we expect and, and that serves the entire organization so it's not just one department or one group it's that's so how much we spend uh, per year for the entire organization for for hardware type replacements and we expect to utilize that full amount but not exceed the budget.
0: Uh, is there anything else you want to underscore, uh, Mr. Town? Uh, no, I don't think
11: so. Uh, as you can see, uh, Mr. Harris is here. If you have any questions on fire protection, we uh, did extra work there and threw in uh, statistical information showing 2015, 2016, and 2017 comparables. Yeah, so there's that. And again, just second year of doing a, a larger type report since i've been here so again more enhanced information and you'll see improved information next year for the airport statistics as we get into our second year of the billing software we purchased in 2016 so we'll be able to have really uh, specific and, and detailed
0: information regarding airport stats uh when we get to 2019. And you forgot to mention in your 2018 strategic priorities Develop an airport master plan. See that? Uh, that's not listed. I, I was more focused.
11: We got a really good deal on this payroll uh, Phoenix payroll software that we're getting. <laughs> to that,
2: so. I move
7: council as exempt.
6: So, with respect to the fire department and looking at the calls comparison, I was kind of surprised how consistent. The calls are in different categories like across the years. It
13: just kind of stood out in my mind. Yeah, I filled in it's quite an interesting comparison that um, the call numbers may go up and down, but the actual breakdown uh, of categories stays the same.
2: Yeah.
13: Um, I put in there like the the uh, top three types of calls. is actually by the numbers of calls, alarm calls always seem my highest. So they don't take a lot of our resources. So by resources, manpower, um, fires, and more difficult collisions so our bread and butter.
0: take another look at that. So uh, MD pieces.
5: <coughs> what are their numbers then? Twenty-seven one hazmat, three MDC.
0: Yeah, we'll have to remember any uh airport calls you need to be registered at the end it's what Um any other questions? Mr. Harris? is there anything you want to underscore there, Mr. Harris? No. It's uh, not correct. Uh community services you're right. Report. Any questions or comments, Ms. Bell? Uh, I'm assuming none. Is that correct? Uh, You guys spend a
7: lot of work on these. you Feel bad that we're not at, but you feel like you wasted your time here, like yeah. that, that we're not
14: asking.
7: Ask I just don't want anyone to go home being like, what, what the hell
14: did I do that for? No one's even <laughs> it's so okay. I've got a
1: question. These reports actually are going to be read by the thousands of people that live in Peace River, and uh, that makes us go home at night feel very comfortable
13: yeah. and happy.
1: Yeah. I think about your comfort on a regular basis, yes. Yeah.
7: Okay.
6: I'm, sure. uh, I'm glad everybody's happy about this, but with respect to trees, um, <laughs> the, the the Rotary uh, group might be interested in some kind of uh, help with the number of trees, because it says there's 20 trees that were moved on the West Hill. Does "move" mean removed? No, no, no. So
12: they just literally move. physically move. So there was a tree bed of trees that was gonna get run over by Alberta Transportation, so we got them out of their way.
6: Very good. But are they counting in the hundred that we're planning?
12: I'm thinking we're planning. (laughs) This hundred number is a little scary.
6: And with respect to Athabasca Hall, um I guess the, the the usage is a kind of a concern there i think okay
12: so in the there's a major change that um is noted in regards to how statistics are being collected so in the past um these players had a two-week blackout which we've now reduced to one week so you'll see a significant usage drop because of that change in practice. Um also they weren't really utilizing that in two weeks. And the community hasn't really picked up that empty time also. So yes it's something that every year we sort of mentioned the utilization rates are very low at the Athabasca Hall. So yes it, it is of concern.
6: Like when you calculate a util- utilization rate for the Athabasca Hall is that like eight hours a day? How much is it used? There's twenty four hours? It's or? the
12: available typical hours of um, that someone would use. So not twenty-four hours, so typically a twelve or a fourteen hour period. Yeah. So your your prime time during the evening for the um, ten or eleven PM plus the daytime hours. Thank you. So Ms. Bell,
9: I understand that part of the challenges with using F Hall trying to have used it myself is that when the plays are on the whole building then becomes shut down so it means that people who are interested in using it for other
12: things have to come in and out and so they often go looking for other locations correct yeah and the building has some um idiosyncrasies you can't have the dance studio going on in the basement and have a piece players production going on upstairs at the same time the um Um, Yes, the noise is is just too much. It's not soundproofed. So that's something we could look at, but I really feel it would be beyond the scope of a renovation, a significant upgrade around soundproofing. That would be
0: substantial dollars, but we can look at it. Uh, Visitor Statistics 2016 Museum, big drop in 2017.
3: yes
12: yes there was yeah and a lot of it has to do with 2016 we had the witness blanket which did draw a significant number of people
0: specifically for that exhibit what are you going to do this year to get the numbers back
12: up well the staff are looking at programming um those have been more successful actually than exhibits um doing some unique programming It's the anniversary of the railway bridge or the highway bridge. Not at the railway bridge, uh, it, it railway. the actual highway bridge. Yes, I'm not sure if the museum staff are involved in that,
4: but I don't know what they have planned at this time. Yeah, I just, yeah, I guess I, I'd understood. The, I'm not sure what they done or planned, but.
12: I
0: believe Norm Brownley was sort of taking the lead on that one. Um, so your sports field use went up and your ball diamond use went up. Right. Well, I guess they were all out in the field and they didn't want to go to the museum.
6: It's interesting that the Canadian Tire Jumpstart program seems to have, well, four fewer youth involved, about $4,000 or so.
0: Uh, Actually, on the corporate services or on the CAA's report, that's where human resources is so there was one hr draft that was, it looked like we were hiring more people or we were losing more <laughs> when we were hiring, yeah, it was,
1: was an unusual year in that we had a lot of people who went away to university that we normally keep you know and uh i talked to the hr about that it's yeah. one of our cycles at the
12: pool. so yeah. we usually keep them for two to three years and we just had a, a mass outflow of 12 staff
0: that uh, wanted to pursue higher education much to my attempts of dissuading them. Well, that graph is a bit odd. That's the one on page. Didn't we do it in FTEs or something like that? Because obviously we don't hire 65 So you're basically saying we're hiring 65 employees and 2013 or
13: 2015,
0: you hired 75 and. Well, it's just showing the number of employees on that. Is that what it's showing? The number of employees in the town? No, it says hired and departed.
9: That's the title, but the the axis says number of
12: employees.
0: Yeah, so that's the number of employees that were hired and the hot number of employees that were departed. Not in the, not in the long-term sense, but, but, but we only have like 65 FTEs, so.
12: But if, if she's not going based on the actual full FTEs, yeah. I alone in my department this past year would have hired <laughs> approximately 20 and well, almost 25 would have left. So, a if,
8: temporary absolutely.
12: So, again, if it's not based on FTEs, which I don't believe it is, that's the number of physical people coming and going. Um, so, it does have an illustration in terms of um, summer staff. So, we have at least 12 summer staff, we hire 11 at the pool. Um, it does illustrate from her position that's a significant amount of work, whether they're four months or four years and and each of these part-time people
6: would still need to go through the harassment policy and all that kind of stuff and and that's her the orientation process yeah. everything like that yeah. that's correct absolutely and would that include hires and departures from parent length as well Correct. well miss bell I, i'm glad
4: that the graph isn't an indication of your management style so i'm, I'm going <laughs>
0: So then there's engineering and public works. anything you want to highlight there, Mr. McQuigg, before you start ripping
8: it apart? I think the, the general comment I'd like to make is I think we had a very successful year last year in terms of capital projects and the amount of uh, work that uh, we did get accomplished. Still a lot of work to be done, but I think uh, last year we got a, uh, a good amount of work done and successful projects including uh, the neighborhood renewal project and the north stairs project and also, uh, small communities fund building Canada projects. Um, okay. Any
0: questions
2: for well, Mr So Mr McQuaid, you mentioned under
6: the GIS system that you can do LIDAR. You can, do you have LIDAR stuff for
8: all the town area? Uh, we do, uh, and that was circa sort of twenty thirteen that we got back in from the provincial government when they did a, a regional study for uh, flood mitigation. So as well, part of that package that we got back in, we we get all of the lidar data, and we've been sharing that lidar lidar data with our surrounding municipalities as well.
6: So would that include like? Um, the area where the new rec center is and up by the hospital
8: that's uh definitely where the rec center is and i'm pretty sure it does go as far inland. land like it was basically concerned on the river valley oh okay. but i think it does extend up to where the hospital is and for uh, new projects like one of the things that we did make available like for the slide project was all that lighter that was available to the consultants for use
6: so if i'm thinking of the right Program. Um, so a field that's been had its knolls taken down and stuff like that, that used to have a few little wet
8: places, that might show up on a LIDAR map? It, uh, it will uh, be as current as when that flyover occurred. Uh, but isn't
6: LIDAR like it doesn't have to be necessarily visible to you to
8: see water stuff. Well, basically, basically it maps, uh, the, the top portion of the earth. Right? So, so it's, it's only it's, surface it's, it's water. water. It's all, only surface. Okay. Thank you.
0: I yeah, just going to your waste, uh, I double checked on your waste numbers this afternoon and uh, uh, year-to-date metric tons of waste, I think it's actually 1,193, um, not that I'm quibbling about the difference between 40 times, although... Um Art even said 1193, 1200 tons don't seem to like a lot of tonnage out of this town for residential. So but we have a uh, um, we have a diversion goal of thirty percent in our strategic plan. And um, you just count the blue bags in here. So, those numbers were the numbers that were provided by the regional landfill? Well, I'm going to have to work with Art. Some of those numbers aren't making a lot of sense to me. We do have, we did set out a goal of 30% reduction and that ties in with the, I think the goal that the Peace Regional Waste Management Company has. And there's lots of economic reasons for that because uh, in about five years' time, the Peace Regional Waste Management Company will be building a landfill out in uh, the Green Zone, thirty kilometers away. And that means that garbage truck has to drive another additional sixty kilometers per a trip. That's a lot for a for a truck. So we uh, manage our, uh, our our waste costs. We'll have to. Either reduce how much waste we put you out there, or we'll ratchet uh, we'll up the fee from fifteen dollars a month. is probably the lowest in all of Alberta. Okay. Um, no other questions for Mr. McRae. Okay. Um. There are meeting minutes from the Community Advisory Committee for Travel. i just yeah. like to say that I think um, CAO, um, I think staff
6: yeah, did a pretty,
8: darn good
0: job on all of these. So, Ms. are you going to be trying to integrate these together into one annual report for the town? And how are we going to distribute that? Are we going to actually make a hard copy or are we just going to make a soft copy and put it on the
14: website? Uh, the easiest way is to do a soft copy on the website in the past. We've done a summarized version and mailed it out via the utility bill. We'll probably do something similar along the lines. And then you just serve through information, trying to encourage residents if they want to see the full cool thing to go online. We could
1: also do a, a couple of copies that we just leave down on the front too. Yep. Sometimes people,
0: you know, I'll spread a
6: few. Into the library.
0: when you do it in the utility late mail-outs,
14: you usually just use infographics, right? Yes. And then you encourage them to go to the website. I've kept it real simple in the past with the mail basically just uh, numbers and significant events uh, with a little graphic. And so do you think you can uh, weave these together and have
0: printed hard copies, probably double-sided yeah. for the trade show? Yes.
14: Yeah. Yeah
0: yes i show you I mean, i'm just thinking about you people you work so hard and nobody gets to know about that except me and six other people
9: <laughs> <laughs> and they're really well
0: done um so there's a uh, um you want to comment i do you want to underscore the gravel pit operations community advisory committee
5: i was actually no. i was actually unable to attend this meeting as i was sick that week but uh byron the councilor, counselor Scannell did attend for me so i don't know if you would like to comment on that meeting well the most significant
7: thing that came out of that was uh what we passed here today and in, in uh with the uh or at least got started with uh, the levy on aggregate uh, otherwise the one other significant thing I guess that could came, I could mention that came out of it was people complaining about gravel and rocks and this and that left on Shaftesbury Trail predominantly and um, the representative from inland said that the most likely that it's not a lack of tarping that's improperly closing doors that doors have been bent out of the back of trucks and things are falling through like that I sent a message to uh, CEO Parker about having maybe our peace officer and I mentioned it at the meeting there. So that, that could be something we could use our peace officer to check out. Um, some of the, uh, community members that attend being that they've gone through the whole COR thing and all the safety recognitions in the oil field are like, come on, you guys wouldn't believe the stuff we had to draw, you know, like all the hoops we had to jump through safety wise in the oil field. And you're still getting away with this and dropping it on the road. Like, this is a joke. So they uh they take a pretty dim view of that that sort of lack safety attitude and and kind of their opinion is look if you guys are going to just load these trucks you know that are that aren't that aren't safe you know you shouldn't be you should you should just tell them you know you don't come back when you're fixed and that kind of thing so whatever that's that's the biggest thing that came out of that uh, meeting other than uh, you know, inland. Yeah. Obviously, they had the most to to talk about because they they ran their open house and and what they had going on there. So,
0: so there was no talk talk on the md's part to donate uh, some of those forty cents to safety initiatives on Shasbury Trail in the populated areas. No, there was not.
7: <laughs> they couldn't. Oh, you know that that. That law went through to, to raise the the maximum from twenty five to forty cents, and they couldn't they couldn't get on top of it fast
0: enough, you know, kind of thing, whatever. And uh, did you ever approach uh, the CAO of the Peace about peace officer services? It sounds like they need them more than Dragon uh, lights. Yeah, we've talked to all our
1: surrounding partners, but. Some, some of them, uh, we'll, we'll continue to talk.
0: Let's just put it that way. And the uh, peace regional waste management company minutes are are uh, there from the uh, from the annual general meeting minutes to uh, to the December one, January's are in the process of being uh, uh being uh together the january one will have the strategic well i just have a, mo- a point there with that uh, the strategic plan has been adopted so we should probably uh, uh i should probably get a copy of this strategic plan and allow people to uh, <coughs> on this council to see what, what wonderful things to the
6: dump is up
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Uh, the theme for the uh, peace, Re- peace regional waste management company is uh, be a good neighbor. Um, minutes of the January 10th, 2018 RCFP advisory committee meeting. Anything you need to there, Mr.
5: Ford? Yes, there's two item, two items on here, um, one is 5.1, business arising from minutes. So I actually had a chat with uh, one of our um, staff today and they had a concern with this Street too. and he was asking me about the speed reader boards. So the speed reader boards are, are tentatively supposed to be moved this month. Um, and the two locations that they're looking at is once again down by Glenmary and also on the hill coming down from the old forestry building. And that's where uh, we had one of the uh, concerns from one of our staff the other the other item was in the in the round table and there was just a comment there that i had made and it's part of the the crime reduction that uh, i'm trying to do with our strategic plan Um, so that's just basically self-explanatory about getting a local business to track uh, when they purchase used batteries or commercial batteries because they're paying a substantial amount of money for them, as well as large pieces of uh, recycled copper. So we're putting a tracking progress in place to to record serial numbers and to and to record uh, like a driver's license number. So if, if these items are stolen, it might deter people from bringing them into the community and selling them here. Those are just the two items on this report. Um,
0: is the draft minutes of the February 6, 2018 Healthcare Attraction and Attention Committee. Uh, Ms. Mazzer, anything you want to underscore there?
6: Um, we're doing quite fine as a committee. And um, in June, um, some of you counselors might be invited to a barbecue and uh, a mini golf to um, thank the uh, doctors in particular and some other healthcare workers um, for their work. And we just got news today that we've received a three thousand dollar um grant from um RPAP, which is the rural health care um PAP, whatever that means. Yes. whatever. No, real rural physician action plan. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Mr. Nino. Yeah. Oh right. yeah. So um it's my understanding that um we'll have uh new doctors that have signed up they will be here in two one and a half years but they finish their regular courses in june then they're going on one-year courses and then they're going to arrive in our community sure. i know they're they've signed up to stay in peace river but they're going to be away basically in the first year of being signed up to be a we reviewer, we welcome them with a brand new reflex. Yeah, well, uh, might help the cause because we do try and talk about things like that um, okay. when we get okay. to talk to them. Um, the terms of reference had a slight revision um, due to a member wanting the meeting dates
0: to change, so that did happen, and that's about it for now. Well, I see you have a quite a few reports
2: on your counselor
9: reports and so before we move on i see that you have a point under reports regarding the optometrists and uh, at fyi doctors mm-hmm. i didn't realize that that was part of some that was that area of medicine was part of your um uh-huh. well our
6: committee uh basically can kind of look at anything but the actual health system part of it has their own little regulations as to the <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. You know.
0: of medicine. Mm-hmm.
6: Well I'm I'm informed that it's uh seemingly hard to get uh eye doctors to stay put in Peace River for whatever reasons. Yeah. So with respect to the rest of the reports, well um I have several. The Northern Alberta elected leaders one, uh, I've got my few little notes there, but uh, there was also Documents that have come in with respect to the uh, caribou species at risk um, committee and further developments there, including barn swallows. So don't knock the nest down, apparently, they're uh, at risk, and you'll get a big fine. I uh, am on this um, peace regional aboriginal interagency subcommittee on truth and reconciliation calls to actions, and um, this committee will be. Um, Bringing forth some of the items that are listed um, to a presentation to council and uh, should fit in with our Aboriginal outreach um, strategy and our strategic plan, perhaps. Then we had a Peace Regional Aboriginal Interagency Meeting. Um, the theater production of um, Home uh, What Does Reconciliation Mean to You? on February 8th at TNR's middle school. The mayor attended, um, once Downing as well as myself. And I thought it was uh, a very interesting production. Got you to think. Yeah. Um, Powwow Wow is gonna take place June 2nd and 3rd. And um, Wendy Goulet, I believe, was talking to Ms. Bell about um, location. And I don't know if there's been further developments there. And other than that, um, I did attend a local blanket exercise. There was about 40 participants. So this is something that maybe we'll look at. I also got to go to a pipe ceremony. And how old being sold Medical clinic committee, I think you're fully updated as much as you can on that one. The watershed committee, um, basically, there's 11 or 12 watersheds in Alberta and they have an annual meeting called the Summit and I'm on the subcommittee that's helping with that in our area because it's going to be held June 19th through the 22nd um, in server So there should be about 70 delegates and about 50 hotel rooms being used and a few other economic things. Grishaw aquifer meeting. This was quite well attended, and they had some detailed reports that um, I can forward to anyone who's wanting them. And I think that was about it. Uh,
0: I don't think that's quite about it because I see uh, you put the MPC minutes in the information section. You should just add them into these report sessions, sections. and. Is there anything we need to know out of the
6: MPC Um, since you're on the roll. Ms. Downing is uh, also <coughs> part of the group as is Councillor um, Scamhorn. And these are minutes from November twenty seventh. So it's been a while. We've had at least one meeting since, and uh, we approved a um, new um, home being built out in the west area, Saint Germain. Saint Germain area. Uh-huh. Oh.
0: Okay. Other than that, I don't think there's anything there. So perhaps uh the motion to accept uh items uh 9.1 through 9.9 and including 10 point three for information. Sure.
5: Okay, i so we uh that's <laughs> her. Uh, oh, yeah. Who's that over? Oh, Joanna.
2: Okay. can do it.
12: <laughs> uh
7: we should just have a button, right? Like that lights up. Jeffrey.
5: I got one of those at work about with you.
7: We want people to think this is hard. Otherwise,
0: yeah. So we're at now in information uh, first item is a uh a, an effort from a group out of ontario to forestall the cannabis legislation uh, the, the next item is a letter dated january 5th from northern alberta elected leaders to range management I Anything mean, we need to
6: know there on caribou range management? Well, basically, um, Northern Alberta Electric Leaders is um, indicating that perhaps they feel the government of Alberta has not um, totally consulted as much as they could and doesn't fully understand the economic um, possible realities of
0: this caribou uh item 10.4 is a letter dated February 2nd um, uh, from where we were carbon copied on the letter from northern air to uh, the minister of health um, regarding uh, some discrepancies in in the can West rfp submission when it comes down to safety Um, the rfp submission has a uh, notes only one accident between the years 2011 to 2013 but the national aviation database on accidents shows uh, three of them i believe that is correct your worship
1: and uh, that is the same document that they presented to us uh, in september when they came so we can confirm that that number is the exact same one that they submitted
0: okay the one or the three the one is what they put in the rfp but the national database on safety Aviation accidents is they actually have registered three of them, and then one that they reported. My understanding is that's the one they had immediately outside the Alberta Health Services hangar in Edmonton. Um so uh any, any any does anybody have any questions on this? okay um uh, so which, when if when it, uh reports
9: letters are submitted to us for information that's strictly what it is it's just for it may come around in the future but it's just a heads up um
0: yeah it's a heads up but if there's uh if you want to make a motion on it specific to something that's in the the information somebody might submit um, an information item on june the 21st is national something or other day and you may go i want to make the motion to proclaim uh, that as national
6: you could ask admin to further examine something probably or make a motion to that effect,
1: again. You can make a motion to so something like uh, uh, we're supposed to be meeting with other Health Services. Maybe we can bring this issue up. Council's concerned. I do have, well, well, before we just wrap this all up, now the the,
7: the, the we'll call it the Caribou Information Meeting that I'm headed to. It is put on by by the province. That is one that's put on by the province. It's not, uh, it's not the elected leaders, it's not the the uh, you know the northern municipalities working together, it's not that thing. So if I do attend this thing as an official representative of the town of Peace River, how shall I proceed? Am I saying this is a marvelous thing and Peace River's all for it? Or am I telling them to try again? What uh, I can go tell them what I think, but I don't know if you want me to use my words that I actually think
0: either. But we're not really in so.
7: We aren't, but I would I would agree with you. We aren't directly affected, but like many other municipalities are, but lots of uh, companies, lots of people that work out in those areas do live in Peach River, and uh, this isn't going to have a positive economic impact on the town of Peach River. I don't think anyone's going to try to sell that one. No.
0: Tourism happening.
8: Well, from what I
7: hear, they're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you are. In the restaurant <laughs>
0: industry, native cuisine,
7: Aboriginal I, I cuisine. Something? Can I make a motion and declare National Eat a Caribou Day? Or, like, can I do that too? <laughs> I'd be good. I could.
2: <laughs> Probably getting shot down. Sure. Okay, Chris is getting a headache. i will stop. But first,
7: first of all, you'd actually have to find one yeah. before you could eat
4: it, and good luck trying to find one.
6: It's things like if uh, Greenview is considered 95% um, developed or whatever and 65% of something is not supposed to be developed so the caribou can float through wherever they please, yes. it is, I agree with you, a major economic impact on particular areas but we also have service industries that are perhaps going to be affected or for the development could also be effective too so i don't know in my in my opinion um the counselor would be attending listening and perhaps not reacting violently but reacting um <laughs> i do
7: struggle with that thank you for the... at times <laughs>
6: And you, you might find other municipal councillors there that belong to the northwest species at risk, and therefore you get more information from their version of things.
7: And there were some that uh, w- when we went to the uh, the P10 uh, intermunicipal meeting, we had a good chat with some there. Uh, and uh, Mr. Ford and a uh, councillor Ford and I did when we were at that at that meeting as well, and some from Clear Hills and that kind uh, of that are going to be at this Grand Prairie as well, so. I'll just kind of get there and maybe ditto what they have going on it's, i think it's something where we can support our neighbors yeah. mm-hmm. you know what i mean as opposed to uh hey it doesn't affect us as much as you guys so good luck with that I don't think that's the attitude we want to be putting out over this thing they're they're genuinely concerned they put a lot of time into it and i
6: will uh, send you about five documents one Please video do. from um,
7: the northwest group yeah i saw the video there I went to high school with him that one, so...
4: I think I noticed a few comments by uh, local uh, Chris Kennedy, who's a forestry guy with Boucher Lumber, and he had uh, a number of comments on his Facebook page, uh, Byron, if you want to check base with him, but he... Uh, I think he's basically lined up with your, your, your thinking, that uh, uh, sterilizing the landscape for a species um, and risking uh, the the rest of the human race uh, is is not a wise thing to do. Of course, I'm paraphrasing what I wrote, what I read on the Facebook page, but uh, Chris uh, might have some wisdom to offer as well. Thanks, if, Paul. If you know.
7: Appreciate that. I don't, um, but I'll uh, I'll reach out there and on you know, Facebook probably.
5: Anyway. All right, we're I'm done. Uh,
0: motion on.
5: and ten point four. Just a quick question. Mr. Parker, did I uh, hear you correctly? You guys, you guys have a a meeting with Alberta Health Services coming up? So we originally had one for the 20th next
1: week. um, Yeah, the 20th. Uh, That one has been postponed,
5: as uh, Dr. Vernon, you could not be uh, there. So uh, they're just rescheduling it. Okay. Well, I was just reading, I was just looking, I was re-looking at these letters that were sent on the information item number four and some of the names that were CC'd on uh, one of the letters um, I don't recognize from Alberta Health Services. So um, would it be, I'd put a motion on the floor of Your Worship to have Mr. Parker take these items of information on number four to their next meeting just to make sure that Alberta Health Services is aware of this information that was brought forward. All in favor? I'm going
0: to item 4, so uh, a motion on 10.1 and 10.2. I a motion to accept that information. Thank you, Mr. Scalharon. All in favor? In favor. Any notices of motion, Mr. Parker? There are
5: none, were sure.
0: Ms. Uh, museum in the absence of our our robust press and radio, and, uh, radio media, perhaps you can pinch it, pinch it, and uh, tell us what, needs, what, uh, what, what
14: is worth uh, highlighting. I'm um, a still reporter. Peace uh, regional recreation center that they've We need to get out there. The twinning project. We're going to be. So we have a workflow for information items coming from that. Uh, we'd like Alberta Transportation to take ownership of the project and communication around this. So we will be actively pushing out all the information that they present us with. Um, but for specific questions that come from the community, the plan in place will be to send them the concerns. Have them work them. Tell us what they would like to say about it as it's their project, and then we'll rebroadcast it. So uh, we've got some information on the route to the dike and the Pier One project um, that will be going out in the next couple days. Um, the Polar Bears started advertising their uh, open house for them. So, uh, social media participant use policy needs to be advertised since it's going to impact anybody that interacts on our social media pages. Uh not also the year end reports will go up at least in their current form right away and then we'll work on getting a simplified year digest version or the late person Any other requests or
6: is the town able to um tell us what's happening with the um the slide, yes. Yes. Uh actually, can I go out in the media? Yep. So.
14: Already is. Mm-hmm. My my plan was originally to put that out on Friday and then at the last minute well not the last minute we got information on the signage requirements from um the federal government. Uh and part of their signage requirements they wanted references they wanted their signage also included on any web postings or press releases that we put out. Um so then it did go out Friday, Monday, uh Today. I forgot the photos at home on a memory card, so
2: it's
14: going up more more. have <laughs> got pictures of on site with some of the equipment marshaling. So we've got a press release ready to go. We've got all the information. The sign requested, these sign graphics. So that's information uh,
5: Just as a, an idea, this is more uh, for Mr. Harris, but uh, with the uh, breach of the bike in the construction, can we maybe get that added in into that? Uh, Ice presentation or safety presentation we do into the schools. Being that will be happening right at the same time.
13: Yeah.
0: The mm-hmm. museum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going to uh, emphasize your social media participant in this? Oh yeah. Uh, going up online. It'll also
2: go
14: up on the Facebook, Twitter pages. Mm-hmm. Oh, that. I think
9: it's Carnival this weekend. Is it Carnival this weekend? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Might want to share their page, I don't know. Um, uh, So that takes us from key communication items. Oh, awesome. uh your worship
9: i actually have a question somebody had brought up about um the website regarding the strategic plan it actually says 2017 to 2021 as the council draft strategic plan on the website is that accurate um should it read 2018 to 21 just just a question somebody had mentioned that it looked like it you were saying it was updated but the dates weren't aligned
14: right um i just put that up the previous strategic plan i've just been trying to identify the council by their term. so previously we had a strategic plan up there that said in 2013 to 2017 that was you're your elected It's a strategic plan for your whole term.
7: If it's causing confusion, we can change the wording. We started kicking butt right, but we hit the ground running. Uh, (laughs) I don't see any reason why we need to forward date our amazing work.
9: You know what? It's just that it was introduced in 2018. I just had a couple of questions. Mm -hmm. It says that it's updated, but it's still showing 2017. Mm -hmm. That was just a
14: comment. Mm -hmm. You guys can do it that way Um, motion to go on
0: camera? Who's making that? Sound good? All in, in favor? favor? Mm-hmm.